I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Yeah. Not a game, not a game. Not a game. Slap that like she scored 30. We talking about sports. I mean, what are we even talking about, man? We talking about sports here. Yeah, we all yeah. saw the power rankings released. Uh, let me tell you about them. Uh, number one, Bucks. Number two, the Clippers. The three, the Lakers. Four, Raptors. Five, your Rockets, Ben. And uh, the funny thing is, Vegas Power odds, rankings based off what? Oh, odds. This is just ESPN's power rankings, but here are the odds, though. The odds for the Bucks are, for Vegas is plus 275. Clippers are coming in at plus 325. Lakers at plus 180. Then a huge drop-off with the Raptors at plus 1,700 and the Rockets at plus 1,200. Anybody outside this top five power rankings you think has a chance at all? The Celtics. Celtics? So Celtics came in at six at plus 1,500. You yeah, think they're a viable think... team to get this done? I don't think the Celtics are too far behind. I think I'd put them above the Raptors and the Rockets, maybe. But I actually like the Rockets. But outside of that top five or six, no, I don't really see another team threatening. It depend maybe if um, Dallas, depending how they come back, might have a couple couple more months of rest. A fresh KP, yeah, fresh KP and uh, Luca, maybe. But uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it. What about I think you, Ben? Anybody would, outside the top five making some shine here? I think it's just going to come down to whoever. I mean, it could be the Celtics. It could be the Heat. It could no, be the, the Sixers. Heat, yeah. just, the it's, I don't, I don't uh, know. This personally, is. I thought it was. I think it's going to be the Heat. But pretty much whoever plays the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals, you got to think that there's a lot of value there. You just got to pick the right team because all they got to do is beat the Bucks for, you know, that one seven game series and. And they're in, and then again, the Bucks—they haven't—they haven't proved that they could get by, you know, or get to the to the championship. So, true. I think I like the Heat, especially at four thousand. They have the what the highest odds out of everybody in that top ten. Yeah, plus four thousand. I just I like Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. I like how defensive minded their team is, and how they do have some scores. I just thought uh, for the Heat, I, uh, I don't know they have enough shooting to get there necessarily. That's that probably would be the thing, thing that'll get me. Yeah. Tyler here. But I like them as a team, definitely. So looking at this top 10 list, do you put any value in any power rankings that ESPN releases, or is it just for fun when you see these things? Um, I mean, the the top is usually, you know, pretty accurate, but, you know, the, the, it's pretty top-heavy usually in the NBA, so uh, it's not that hard. I guess it's when you get into the middle. Like, for, for me, I mean, I'd rather put uh, the Celtics above the, the Raptors and the Rockets in a power ranking. But, they play uh, each other twice in those eight games. Before yeah, the so that, that'll be pretty good, but... Um, it, I know we gave our picks when we first got the news about the NBA coming back, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think the depending who the Rockets catch in the second round, I think if the Rockets catch the Lakers instead of the Clippers in the second round, I think they might have a little chance of uh, making a run. A fresh James Harden and a fresh uh, Russell Westbrook will be pretty scary. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how the West shakes out, definitely. That's definitely the matchup that I would want as a Rockets fan also, just because the Clippers have the, the guards to just match up with Russ and Harden better yep. than the Lakers do. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, and it's kind of like 50-50 yep. Clippers or Lakers. 
I would put either one. I would put both of them over the Bucks, to be honest, based on the power rankings. Um, I think the Bucks should be third. So, but with the Rockets matchup wise, like the Lakers would be able to use their height, right? But the For Rockets sure. would be able to use their speed and their shooting. And against the Clippers, the Clippers kind of can go small as well, um, with like Green at center or. Just, uh, Montrez Harrell at center yeah. who can kind of move around and then they got Paul George and Harden and Pat Bev on Harden and Westbrook so they just match up the best so that's the only reason I would like to see the Lakers in the second round even though the Lakers have do have the best odds to win the title the lowest odds you know out of, out of the odds for the top three I, I'm a little surprised the Clippers came in with the worst odds that's, of those that's three. what I'm saying like I, I think it should have been the books but what, the, didn't the, the, uh, the odds didn't the odds, didn't they adjust um, quite dramatically after <clears throat> J.R. Smith signed with the Lakers? It was a little bit different, right? Then J.R. just swung the whole thing. I think That's that what the I was Lakers reading. were third, and then they signed <laughs> J.R., and they dropped to the favorites based on his championship pedigree. Yeah, for sure. I wasn't making a joke at all. I, I really didn't know the odds before. I wasn't looking at them. This is the first time I saw the odds, and I was like, wow, the Lakers' odds are pretty good here. So that's pretty cool. But the Lakers are the Sports Center and ESPN darlings. I mean, they were yeah. what the Warriors used to be. So you would expect. Yeah, I, I think the Bucks are probably number one just because they they finished the regular season or up until this point with the best record. So that they, the they got to give the Lakers have the not. Nah, I think the Bucks have the best <laughs> record. I'm pretty sure by like three or four games. We we can pull that up or, or check real quick just for sake but of accuracy. I think the reason why the the Bucks odds are that way is because they're just expected to come out of the East. Where no, I'm just it, talking about the power rankings. Uh, the odds, I agree with you. It's just nobody else in the East, but the power rankings um, as they stand is because they're the let me double best check record. record. I really do think it was the Lakers just because these assholes brag about it so much. Brother. The best record in the West. They're yeah, the ones for sure. 53 and 12. The Bucks 53 and 12. Yeah, the Lakers 49 and 14. Oh, the Lakers ain't winning shit then, bro. They're not. They don't even have the best record. I had it messed up the whole time. Yeah. We'll see. We'll People see what happens, back. you know. Gotta see but yeah, the Bucks, they still got to do it, though. They haven't done it yet. Yeah. They, they still got to do it. That, I, was, I was talking to somebody at work about that, actually, and it was like, what do you think is going to have to happen? Or I forget who the hell I was talking about it with. But it was like Eric Bledsoe is going to have to be consistent. In yeah, they're going to need the Bucks, consistent third score. They're really going to need uh, Eric Bledsoe and – well, Brogdon's with them as well, right? Yeah, yeah. He tested like, positive for the Rona, though. Yeah. But he said but he's still planning on playing. Too, like Bledsoe at the two and Brogdon at the point. I really like that yeah. to spread it out for Giannis. They still got uh, Chris Middleton too. So. Yeah, and then and then uh, the Lopez twins. Both of them are on the team. So. That's crazy. Yeah. They got both twins on there, and they're both can shoot it, man. Yeah, well, Brooks having like a, a renaissance here or, or like a, a comeback year, uh, just shooting the three balls, pretty crazy. I know he's added that to his game when he was there in Brooklyn, but it seemed like every time I'm looking, he's taking a three from way out there, like Curry range. He's Bro taking. Hey, but he likes and he likes celebrating after he hits. Yeah, him. Do some <laughs> I, I gotta ask, can you all tell the Lopez brothers apart? Like, you know who's who. Yeah, one has well, one has short hair. One has the crazy hair. I still to the day can't tell who's who. Like I, I just know one. It's a Lopez brother, but I don't know their. And one's one. just worse, bro. One's more defensive minded. And then one wears eleven, the other wears forty two. Oh, okay, I remember seeing them in Stanford, and I was like, man, these guys are small. They were fun to watch, dude. Yeah, yeah they were. They're good. Uh, they played. That Texas was like what? Yeah. Yeah. 
that was like what when you like play basketball in high school and stuff, and then you you go on a traveling with your traveling team and you play this one team from Austin or Dallas, and they have twins, right? And they just dominate, bro. <laughs> it, it it happens a lot. I remember that from back in the day. Hey, well, you know something we gotta talk about. We gotta talk about this baseball contract in the NFL. Let me tell you a little details. Pat Mahomes, ten-year like deal, that. upwards of five hundred million, guaranteed money, four hundred and seventy-seven million. Has an insurance policy. Policy if he gets hurt, he'll still get paid one hundred and fifty plus, and he has a no-trade clause in there. Pretty much a chief for life at this point. Man, I mean, there's a lot to pack, unpack here. You got to think about now. He set the the record deal, richest sports contract for NFL. Then you also got to think, what does this mean for Deshaun and, and Dak? I think, I think in sports. It might be in sports. I mean, this is a baseball deal. I mean, 10-year deals in NFL, I've never heard of such, such a thing. If, if anybody has a higher contract in sports, it would have to be Trout, right? Let me look at what Trout. And I believe well, yeah, he has more I than Trout. This is a Trout broke than the Trout. record for the MLB, and this is probably the most on like a per year basis, also. Uh, just doing around the simple math, and the forty four hundred seventy seven million guaranteed is is pretty pretty freaking crazy. Um, just like just looking at it on paper, um, you know, Mahomes getting locked down for ten years. I can't. I like it. Um, from kind of both pers- both perspectives, at least. I mean, Mahomes, you get your deal. You're by far the highest paid quarterback in the the league right now. It's gonna take something pretty crazy to usurp you at at the top of the, at the top of the totem pole Absolutely. in terms of the per year salary. Um, and then also, you know, from the the Chiefs perspective, you know, I'm gonna have to do more math on this uh, just going forward and and just to get my numbers correct on this. But you know, they're locking him in at you know a pretty decent per year basis just on this, just looking at it. You know, his percentage of the cap is gonna stay stale. You know, while the the cap you know tends to increase each year. You know, they're they're not gonna have to worry about you know expending. Um, this money, you know, down the line, it's already locked in. You know, they can make their plans off of this, uh, this deal going forward. But how much uh, percentage of the cap is it? Oh man, right now it it, it has to be you know greater than twenty five percent. You know, I but I need to see, you know, what the per year thing is. Um, right now we just all know it's it's ten for he's, he's uh, getting five hundred four seventy fifty one uh, million more than Mike Trout in two less years. So Mike Trout was four twenty six point five for twelve years. What did he make this year? One million, less than a million. He's gonna get paid at least forty a season, on, on just a baseline um, deal. He's gonna get paid at least forty. He was still on his uh, rookie contract, yeah. probably um, about a million dollars. What I saw a, today, a, a, a funny tweet was Bobby Vanilla. Made more money than uh, Mahomes yeah. did this year, Bobby and then Man- it was like an Manila update that says, "Oh, Mahomes has now made more money than Bobby Manila's yeah. career." <laughs> <laughs> How quick that can change! In right? a matter of days, he changed his tweet. Dude, yeah, man, this this so, is unprecedented contract. He has Ten a, years. So he has a built-in mechanism where his annual salary is never going to drop below certain thresholds. Um, it's always going to be above a certain percentage of the cap. Um, so, yeah, and you never really see contracts this long in the, the NFL. I can't really think of another one. I think 
uh, Michael Vick, didn't he do a 10-year $100 million deal uh, with the, the Falcons before he um, got caught up with that situation? I think he um, might have. Talk about, yeah, I think that's that's what the deal was at the time. And I remember thinking about that as a kid, like, wow, well, like freaking what Mike is, Vick. Uh, Mahomes is 26, 25? Mm-hmm. How old is he? Shoot, uh, he's about to be 25. So he's, to, uh, so he's 35? Or I mean, no, he is 25. He is 25. So yeah. 10 more years. I mean, He's so going to get another contract. He might get another contract. Yeah, because yeah. quarterbacks now they play I, up until their 40s. Justin, I know you said pretty much making him a chief for life, but, I mean, who knows? Look at Aaron Rodgers. We, we would have all thought yeah. he was going to be a backer for life. With at him being thirty five, the Chiefs after ten years might just be ready to go another way. So yeah, maybe yeah, he true. could he could play two, three years for another team. He, he was on a four year sixteen point four million dollar contract. So he's making about four a year, something like that, just on a average. So he got like a four hundred and fifty million dollar raise. It's, deservingly so, man. It's wild. Deservingly so. And that, and speaking of that, though, like we say, deservingly so. Now, everybody, I had a conversation with my buddy Joby today, and it's like, oh, great, here we go. The Texans really screwed this one up. They should have signed Watson before this. Now, yeah. now Watson's gonna want stupid money, and it's gonna and raise somebody the price said the same thing sure. about Dak. They're like, oh, Dak's getting his forty now for sure. But the thing that I say is though, like, so Not when these Dak. players. When the players go to the table, I think that Watson will get 40 a year. But I think 40 a year for him will be all right. But when these players go to the table, uh, you know, wanting like $300 million, because nobody's going to make $400 million. This is unheard of, you know, for football. This is not like how quarterbacks usually get paid and the next guy to get paid beats them by a couple million dollars and the next guy's always going to be the highest paid. Yeah, he this resets is, the market. But he reset the market, but nobody's going to touch this either, Roland. Like, it's it's a bar that I don't think is going to be reached by any of the quarterbacks. Well, rightfully so, because he's the best quarterback in the league. I mean, that's why right. I need to your point, and I know where you're – I think I know where you're going with it, is like, yeah, you want to bring up Patrick Mahomes, but at the same time, like, if I'm Jerry and Stephen Jones, I'm also telling Dak, and I'm not trying to be an ass because I, I like Dak Prescott as a quarterback, but at the same time, you are not Patrick Mahomes, right? You're not number fifteen. Like you don't do what he, what Patrick Mahomes does on on Sundays. Like you guys just aren't the same player. So I'm sorry. Yeah, he's garnering this much money, but that's because he's at this certain standard above right. everybody show else. Show me, show me your rookie of the year. Show me your MVP. Show me your Super Bowl MVP. So Super Bowl. Exactly. Show me your Super Bowl trophy, and then we'll pay you Patrick Mahomes yeah. money. Because if you do all of that for our team, you deserve it. Yeah. The same way Patrick Mahomes deserved his. But I know Deshaun already commented on or like retweeted Mahomes' post with like a a happy face, you know, because like he's next. Yeah, he's so, next. So, but I think Dak. I mean, not Dak. I think Deshaun. He he is up there though. I, I think it's, it's not going to be a crazy deal like no, this. It's not going to be, be a five-year crazy, deal. A five-year. He's going to be. He's going to be considered the number two. Uh, quarterback in the the NFL in terms A-wise, of uh, a wise, so. yeah, he he will. Lamar be Jackson has to get exactly. paid. I think that he'll be ahead. Yeah, of him. exactly. I I think uh, Watson's going to get there, but I've always said it for Dak, man. His barometer in terms of the contract should always have been, and it should till this day be, you know, getting paid more than Jared Goff, and that's kind of where the Carson Cowboys Wentz messed money. up. Carson yeah, Wentz. it's good. When the Cowboys didn't um, sign Dak, the Rams did and paid him thirty three a year, pretty much. Um, that became Dak's kind of number. Well, you got to pay me over this guy, 
And I, I think at 35, you know, you're good. But, I mean, that's another man's money. I'm not going to talk about that. But uh, And here you see a guy with a 10-year deal and Dax fighting for his life for that four-year deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> that's two complete opposite ends like, of the spectrum. Like, so just of, for all intents and purposes, do you think this makes this deal harder to get done for Dak now that Mahomes' money is this does. high? Well, not so much the money, but I think it's the length. I think what uh, Ben touched on with his last point, I think it's the length with Dak fighting for the shorter-term contract and then Mahomes signing a 10-year. I found the Cowboys. I'm like, why can't you do that? Or, like, why can't you sign something longer-term? Look at what Mahomes so just why did. Why can't you do five if he just did <laughs> You know what I mean? That's what the Cowboys are going to be telling him. It definitely doesn't help Dak's argument in that way. Let's see what the Texans sign Watson for. If they sign him for five or six... He's definitely not going to get his four-year deal. Yeah. So I, I think the, the last thing, though, to touch on this, and you, you kind of want to use our, my most recent example is uh, the Seattle Seahawks. And, you know, they paid Russell Wilson. Like, they got their titles. They had their runs, their Super Bowl runs. They've been in the playoffs. They've been competitive. But their Super Bowl runs where they were the best team by far when preseason were like, yeah, the Seahawks will be there. And they got there. Russell Wilson was on his rookie contract. They haven't won a Super Bowl, I, I don't think, since after they paid him. I could be wrong on that. No, I don't think they have. I don't think they've been to Yeah. Do you think this changes anything for the Chiefs moving forward in terms of their success since they have so much tied up in Patrick Mahomes now that they might not be able to build such a strong team I, around him anymore? I, I'm so going to compare it to Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. And how they've still been able to have success. I don't. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they won a Super Bowl after Rodgers. They're still successful. The Seahawks and the Packers are both. Right, but the Packers are are in NFC title games now. Obviously, they didn't win, but they're they're in those games. And we've been here saying and echoing that their roster they don't really give Aaron Rodgers much help, but he's still able to put them where they are based on the quarterback takes your team as far yeah. as it's going to go. That's and true. Holmes is just going to take his team as far as it's going to go. They're going to keep drafting these young, fast receivers. Nicole Hardman's not going to be on a big deal. Maybe Travis Kelsey will be gone. Because Damian Williams doesn't have a big deal. Be, then Play. they just drafted yeah. a running back as well. They just drafted a running back yeah. in the second. So Kelsey might take that discount now that he knows they're going to be tearing it up with Mahomes there. For the rest of his career, he could just be a chief. And Tyreek Hill, the same, man. Nobody's going to throw the deep ball to Tyreek better than Mahomes does. So I think the Chiefs are going to be all right with Mahomes at quarterback. As far as st them stalling out, he said today that he's chasing a dynasty now. So um, this contract definitely gives him the time to do it. We'll right, see got, what happens. I got one last question then. This is just for fun. Out of the 10-year contract, how many years are they – at the top as far as being competitive to make the Super Bowl? If he's healthy, all 10. That, okay. Yeah, if, he, if he's healthy, yeah, they'll probably be up there every year. Okay. Even I don't know he, if that's in the Super Bowl. But it's gonna be the, was wondering. He, even when he gets to his mid-30s and he's not as mobile, bro, the guy can. The guy has a cannon. So yeah, he as, long as, he's healthy, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be good. I was just wondering, it, it, I, I, on the same side, I say seven out of the ten years, he's going to be up there. Yeah, it, it definitely wasn't a bad investment for yeah. the Chiefs. you got to oh, think. No, no exactly. That's what I'm saying. They locked him in, and they already know what they're paying each year pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. And as much as much cap as it's going to take or, you know, hit the, the ridiculousness of this contract, if they win four Super Bowls, 
out of ten years, it's paid for, bro. Oh, and they're also gonna be one of those teams that I think of. Free agent veterans kind of are going to want to flock to towards the end of their careers, trying to get another run and something like that. And they're going to fill their rosters like that, probably going forward too, a little bit of the old Patriot way. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Well, you know what this is. This is we talking about sports. This is episode number 12, guys. Man, 12. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Hey, this is Fight Island week two. This Fight is Island podcast. Remember to ask Fight Island. Island. This is uh, this is the one that we had an asterisk on for a while because we've been hyped about this one with the amount of fights and and it being in Abu Dhabi and everything. So man, we're happy about this podcast. Uh, as you know, I'm Justin Martinez. This is Roland Zamora and Ben Diaz. Tell me about y'all's weeks, man. What was up this week? Uh, had a good week, man. Just been like I said, the last podcast. Been back working from home. Uh, just trying to, you know, stay uh, productive as much as I can. Uh, was keeping track of golf this week. We uh, started, uh, you Talk know, uh, participating um, on Twitter with golf, yeah. uh, giving out some picks. We did good on the the round by round matchups. I think we went seven one and one on the round by rounds. Uh, we gave quite a bit back though on the tourney matchups. I didn't hit a single tourney uh, matchup this week, so we ended up the just yeah, matchup nah. wise. Stupid yeah, nah. I mean, I thought Naw was going to be one. I thought Naw and Simpson were for sure going to gonna cash, but Haddon had himself a day on Sunday, and Sunday. he surpassed uh, Webb Simpson, even though Simpson played pretty good the whole tournament. Uh, Naw uh, was the other one that I thought was going to cash because the guy that he was going up against on day one put up a, a four over, um, four over par, while Naw stayed uh, even the whole the whole round but he gave it back the second round they both ended up getting cut but i think uh, sabatini ended up with a better record than nah at the end of the day which is no, crazy roland what what happened was nah pulled oh, out that's right that's right i forgot i'm you, sorry you, nah, I, I was keeping up with it because of your post on twitter yeah. and i was watching golf all weekend and nah as terrible as he was playing was still beating dude but he yeah, was just so he frustrated so or hurt i don't know what the hell he didn't finish the 18. So due to him being disqualified, the other guy won. Yeah, I was trying to keep up, but that's brutal. Well, by the time it was airing on TV, it wasn't live anymore. It was like the replay of the thing, Uh, and that was like, oh man, I want to see it live. The three match got got to get into a swing. Right. Yeah. What about you, Ben? How's your week? Oh, it was good, bro. Friday, I had my uncle in town from the valley. My uncle in town from Buddha. And uh, we hosted a barbecue here at our house. It was just my uncles and their wives and me and Gabby. Usually they're the ones doing the barbecuing, but this time we switched it up and I barbecued. And then uh, Saturday worked. I had to work on on, on Saturday, 4th of July. I got to say, uh, at least 10 out of the 12 podcasts, you barbecued on the weekend. Hey, bro, we don't go out. It's a pretty good ratio. It's a a barbecue king, bro. We don't go to restaurants. You got to sharpen up your skills at and these times right now when you're forced to stay home. I, I'm, not, I'm not mad about it. I'm just like, hey, that's cool, man. I wish I could barbecue that much. Yeah. And then uh, Saturday night, we ended up going to Matt's in San Antonio uh, for fourth to, for, to pop some fireworks. Came home early, and then me and Roland went golfing uh, early Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. At 10.30, we went golfing out in San Antonio. Damn, it was hot, bro. Bliss. Oh, yeah, it was scorching, man. Oh, my goodness. We finished around 2 o'clock, and by noon, it, w- it was beaming, bro. It was beaming. Um, and, yeah, back at work today, man, battling the Rona at the hospital. Yeah. 
It's tough. The numbers going up, man. Yeah. I had a good weekend. Uh, ended up on uh, July 4th barbecuing. I made some tri-tip ribs, chicken, and uh, some ribeyes. But that tri-tip went hard, man. I don't know if you've had tri-tip before, but it's it's something else, man. I really yeah, enjoy tri-tip. Good. Yeah. I've never tried. I, I'll send I'm, you some I'm glad pictures. you brought back the. I'm glad you brought back the grill, Justin. You need yeah. to start posting on Instagram again. I need to. But yeah, man, I went hard on that. And uh, yeah, it's been good. So anyway, let's get into some Rona update. You know, that's the the update of the week. Let's find out what Roland's got to tell us. <laughs> So some pretty big news. Um, I guess I'll start with the positive news. You know, the MLB, uh, they had their first round of tests, and I think they had about uh, one, one and a half percent players uh, test positive, which, as you'll remember, the NBA, they were closer to like five or six percent on their first round of tests. So definitely um, positive uh, news for the, the MLB, uh, although they have had some higher named or some um, um, big name players come out and say that they're still not completely comfortable with the whole idea of playing amidst uh, the coronavirus. Uh, I, I think everybody here is familiar with Mike Trout. Uh, he came out and said that he's still not completely um, comfortable with playing this season and that there is a possibility that he might not play. I, I still think he's going to play. He's there um, right now in their, their modified spring training. Um, but he, there is um, <clears throat> a chance that he, he won't play. He, he is expecting a kid on the way, on, <clears throat> excuse me, in the fall. So uh, that could be part of the reason why he's thinking that's, about that as well. That's also been stopping some, I know, uh, uh, Garrett Gordon Temple, Hayward. right? The NBA also, and Garrett yeah, and Temple. Gordon Hayward, yeah. Is Gordon yeah, well, Hayward, he said that he's going to leave to go see his kid, that he's going to cross that bridge when they get there. Uh, so that is a, a big thing, you know, with uh, players wanting to leave these bubbles, you know, they don't want to, you know, be locked in there forever or for the, the duration of time that they're supposed to be. So, you know, there's also been a lot of talk with the NBA and whether or not uh, the players are actually going to follow the rules. Uh, Damon Lillard, he came out and said that he's like, nah, he's like, the players don't follow the rules when there's not a bubble. He's like, if you put a bubble on them, I guarantee you they're they're not going to follow it. So he but didn't, you gotta, he wasn't you so gotta, optimistic about it. If they want the NBA season to go on, man, they're going to have to Oh, play. yeah, but I, I think Damon Lillard was just speaking as somebody who also doesn't really want to play. He he was yeah. pretty vocal in the beginning, saying that he didn't think it was a good idea. Uh, so he was like, you know what? Yeah, I don't think these guys are going to follow the rules. But, you know, the MLB, they, they were pretty positive uh, with their whole um, first round of COVID testing. Uh, they actually came out with a schedule. Uh, the schedule is pretty interesting. Just go it over, go over it real quick. We'll spend more time on it once we get closer to the start of the MLB season. Uh, but you know there is going to be the the universal DH uh, for the 2020 season. So uh, the NL will now have a DH. The pitcher will no longer be batting. So that'll be pretty good. Uh, there's a three batter minimum for pitchers. Now these are all rules that we were thinking about um, like that. Um, putting in uh, prior to the to the start of the season, even before the coronavirus came. And I'm glad this one came because if you've ever watched a baseball game for whatever reason, uh, betting or your favorite team and your, your team, you're, they're staging a comeback. And then, 
you get to the round of the lineup and the opposing team, they just start switching pitchers like every single match. batter. They start they, playing matchups. Yeah, they start playing the matchups. So this guy can't hit a curve or this guy can't hit a lefty, blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, but they'll do it after every single batter and the, drags the game on drags forever. So they're trying to they, speed it up. They've been but, trying to do a lot to speed it up too. Yeah. I mean, even the time and between the catcher all, giving the pitcher the ball. It's also going to help out with um, with offense too. You got to think sure. that there's going to be a pitcher in there that's only in there. Well, you're going to have to be smarter about it. You're not going to be able to do those coaching uh, wise. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that rule, man. It's a whole other aspect. And then the big big change, I like it, but I don't know how you guys feel about it. Is extra innings are going to start with a runner on second base now? That's good for no batters, right? I mean, runner on second base. And they're trying to speed it up, give you more excitement. It's kind of how hockey with overtime they went to three on three. Yeah. Like they're they're trying to spice it up. A lot of people, there's a lot of purists. A guaranteed that, run. There's a lot of a purist. Yeah, bun him over and then hit a sack fly. You got to think how many of these teams are just going to bun him over right away. There's, you know, they're but, already creating things for this. And the home team is going to have of, a chance though. The same. A, a lot same of thing. yeah. Joe Madden's already drawing some shift up to fucking combat this, but. There's a lot of purists that are going to hate it because of how the game is, and it's and it's the old time, old time America's pastime, whatever, yeah, whatever. But then you have the other people who say that the MLB really hasn't done anything to catch up with the times or mix it up. And I think that this is doing something. The well, what DH, if there's like overs will never die now. Yeah, overs will never saying. die, especially with the DH for yeah. all around. You got to think that that takes those games up. At least half a point in the totals. Yeah. Where in some of those you would see six and a halfs whenever like Kershaw was pitching against ah, There's gonna be some bad underbeats too. I hope yeah. nobody bets Yeah, now, now with DH hitters, you gotta think that that's gonna yeah. that's gonna bring overs back. So then just you know, just to wrap it up or just to wrap up the MLB talk just real quick, just on the, the schedule. Each team is gonna play sixty games, obviously. That's been the, the big talk, but uh, each team is gonna play 10 games against each member of its division for a total of 40 games. There's about five teams in each division. And then the remaining 20 games are going to be interleague games based on uh, geographic location. So AL Central is going to play the NL Central. NL West is going to play the AL West. So uh, those are going to be the makeups of the 60 games. Um, is there any matchups that you guys are looking forward to uh, with those interleague matchups? Astros, yeah, Astros Dodgers is the first one that came to mind for me. I, I can't wait to see that, especially since the Dodgers were part or part of the whole um, scandal, or they were on the other side of that scandal. Uh, they were the good Astros. guys. Yeah, they were the good guys in the whole thing. Oh, times so, too against the yeah. Red Sox as well, right? The Red Sox, yep. So that should be a pretty good matchup. Um, and then the other one I'm looking forward to is probably Yankees versus the the Nationals. I'm looking forward to that because I still have pretty high hopes for the Nationals. Hope uh, we could see year. a Cole and Scherzer matchup. Yeah, and but you know th- it's pretty crazy though these inter these interleague games though they could potentially decide um, decide the playoffs because there's there's tw- twenty of them every team has to do it but you know who's to say like the NL Central um, is as strong as the NL West. Right. It's you know? like it's like yeah. in every sport. There's a it's like in football where there's that weak division where yeah. 
all of you play against this division, you're going to get three <laughs> out of four wins. I really yeah. didn't think about that until you just mentioned and, it, honestly. And in the same regard, you know, the, the AL West is not historically a strong division, and the Astros have 40 games or against them. So Against uh, the Mariners, yeah. Oakland A's, Texas Rangers. Rangers, and the and one more team. Angels? It, Angels, Rays, Mariners. Yeah, Angels, A's, Rays. Rays, Rays. No, not the Rays. Angels, A's. The A's Athletics. Angels. Um, oh, yeah, the A's. Mariners, Mariners yeah. and Rangers. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's, that's not a bad schedule. And Joey Gallo, I saw, just tested positive for Corona. For the Rangers, dirty boy. What a dirty guy. <laughs> I hope he means all right, man. I you know, hope he's Corona's okay. Crazy. He's okay. So, you know, that, that was the MLB. I know we talked a little bit hey, about the NBA. Anything some other... Else? Yeah. I know uh, it had come out that a, the Clippers had like uh, shut down their facility and yeah, so the Landry Shamit Landry Shamit ended up testing Kings. and Kings. Yep. So a couple of teams are shutting down their facilities because they have people testing positive in their travel party. Ben mentioned some players. It's not always been the players, I'm but dropping baby I'm people eight. traveling. That's uh, But it just gives you a little bit of a pause for concern with all these guys testing positive. You know. I heard some colleges, there's like an excerpt out there that uh, there's some teams supposedly that are thinking of, you know, hey, if our players get the coronavirus, and I'm not trying to joke on the coronavirus because it's very serious, people are dying, but it's college football. Exactly. They're saying, well, you know, they get it now. Like, they're, they're going to be all good by the time it's football season. So, wow. you know, they're, they're, looking at, they're looking at it as a competitive advantage, you know, getting the coronavirus now and post it oh, later. No, but no. one topic that I did not have on here that I wanted to talk about, and, you know, it brings – and, yeah, I just brought up a joke, but, you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you do get the coronavirus, you know, there are some after effects that are um, pretty um, – pretty resounding or they're, they're out there you, you can find it anywhere kind of what the after effects of somebody who's really had a, a case of the coronavirus your lungs supposedly are, are kind of never the same uh you, you in some cases you can't smell like uh, rudy gobert is talking about he still hasn't fully recovered hey, Roland, um, as far as your lungs but, not being the same does, is that for even asymptomatic people or is that just for I, people who I, really felt the case? I think it's people who really felt the case. Okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's it because um, Von Miller, he recently came out and said that his breathing is still not all the way correct oh, even man. after having uh, the coronavirus in March. And I don't know how serious his symptoms were. I, I think uh, he was okay. I think he said he had a little mild fever maybe. I, I need to go back and check the story. But he said he's still not kind of fully recovered from the lungs. And that is one of the the symptoms, I guess, of, of the coronavirus or the after effects, after effects. of having it. Um, so yeah, hopefully um, none of these guys get it seriously and end up in the hospital. That would be the the worst thing. No wonder Zeke got so faded. Oh come on! Yeah. Let's not make jokes about it now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to end on a serious note. Well, you know what? Just uh, the last thing about the Rona. We're trying to say rest in peace to Khabib Nurmagomedov's dad. He ended up yeah. uh, passing away due to COVID complications, and uh, that's tough for Khabib because you know him and his dad, as far as fighting great goes, they're great, great bond. I know, in fact, Khabib lived with his father even uh, up until today because it's part of the Dagestani tradition that uh, the youngest takes care of the parents. So they were close, man. So. Man, yeah. he, coached him. Him, he coached him his whole career, man. So we'll rest see. And, you know, rest in peace to the man. I know that 
the whole AKA team. You saw DC posting t- stuff, Luke Rockhold. You know, a lot of people were close to this guy, and everybody kind of saw him as like uh he like like they said that when he walked into the room, it was like a it was a presence. And you know how Khabib always has all those dudes with him, also. You know, like whenever you see Khabib, he's always got a bunch of other of his Russian buddies, family his members, crew. whatever it may be, his crew. But they always roll deep, and that's how it was with the dad as well. And they said it almost seemed like he had bodyguards, and you know, it was like a like they they respected their elders so much. So, yeah, the guy had a lot of respect. Who knows? You know, obviously they're grieving. They're grieving hard, like you said. Khabib and yep. his his wife and his kids still lived with his parents, um, so we'll see how it affects Khabib too. I do think it throws it uh it throws a speed bump into that defense against Gaethje, and I think that it pushes it back a little bit, uh, rightfully so. You know what I mean? I also think yeah, that this, this could be the last fight for Khabib as well. Now we know that he's contemplated retirement so much. I don't think that he'll never fight again. I think he'll do one last one, and man, I was gonna pick Gaethje, but. I don't think that you could pick against Khabib after something like this, and it will see how the buildup goes into the fight, and if he, you know, frames it to be, you know, his last, his last two raw, and you know, he just goes into his what the role that his dad had now, you know what I mean, uh, for that country and for the wrestling and sambo. I know his dad coached hundreds, if not thousands, of athletes over there. So Olympic athlete, Olympic level. Yeah. I mean, these guys are winning medals. I mean. Yep. We'll see how it plays out. That's something to definitely keep our eye on as as far as Khabib and you know how that how that plays out. All right. Well, that's, a, that's a Dr. Saucy update for the week, guys. All right, UFC uh 251, right? That's UFC 251. This is the one we've all been waiting for. And as you know, when we do the UFC picks, we like to have special guests if possible. And none other we got Mondo Dukes Obregon picking for us. Uh, you might have seen him on the podcast pick him contest towards the bottom, but you know his he's going to try to get to the top this week. Yeah, guest, <laughs> had to bring in the roast guess. right away. You know, and and, yeah. I, and honestly, I should just be paying homage because he's the one that hit me up with the plus nine hundred last week. So mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. I started wrong. That's you know, how but... he repays you, Mondo. This is great. Hey, Mondo, I'm gonna get you six pack, bro. I'm gonna get you six pack. All right, but let's get into this. Let's get into this. Mondo, I tried negotiating a 12-pack because I don't know if you heard last episode. So I think I might have to charge him after that Just, intro right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you need, you need to charge him next time for sure. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but he wasn't lying because he wasn't lying. Oh, no, but it's good to have Mondo on, man. Hell UFC yeah. Fight Island, Fight Island this week. Oh, uh, yeah, before we get into the card, though, let's get into some of the bookings that ha- that have come out recently. Um, yeah. We got Khalil Roundtree versus Greg Hardy in the heavyweight division. First nice. so Khalil- for Roundtree at heavyweight for the yeah. UFC. You know, he he moved up to 205 after being a 180 fighter and going and training in Thailand. And now, I guess, moving up to heavyweight. We know that he used to be like 300 and some pounds and he lost weight, you know, joining MMA so who knows if he's getting – I mean, I don't want to say that he's getting lazy because he's still fighting UFC, but it's kind of weird to see the sudden jump to heavyweight. I mean, hopefully it's just because of the name that he's getting. He that also is a, has said that he only has a few fights left and he's done. Oh, okay. So I maybe this that. was on the checklist of well, I mean, this is, fight. I don't know. And, 
And even then, bro, I mean, when they come and offer you a name like Greg Hardy and your Khalil Roundtree shit, you know people are watching Greg Hardy fights. You oh, know yeah. he's not as skilled and as technical. Maybe you can take advantage of him. I see him kicking the crap out of Hardy's legs like that first fight that he came back. Uh, I, who was it against? Uh, I don't know if it was Jotko. Eric or Anders. Your Anders. Boy. Eric Anders. Yeah. yeah, he kicked his leg, man, and like till Anders could stand. So that's interesting. What do you all think about that? I like the booking. It's I I like it. You know, again for Hardy. You know, he's trying to make himself into a reputable uh, UFC fighter. You know, somebody who's not just there for the uh, the namesake or just to sell a card at the last moment or something. So this is another step towards him um, getting to that status and and being a real threat maybe in the heavyweight division. So yeah, we'll see another uh, barometer test for him. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent that with Roland, uh, Greg Hardy wants to make a name for himself. Uh, more than just just his name and stuff like that. It's going to be interesting to see how he uh, reacts to those leg kicks. Let's see how he adjusts to that. Yeah, they're uh, coming, but he's going to be the way bigger guy. Yeah, yeah. For so sure. he could just he could just bum rush and blitz blitz Roundtree. Yeah. Roundtree has been knocked out before. So uh, um, just before we move on from Hardy, do you think he's already surpassed your expectations for him and the UFC from what he's already done? I think with taking five fights in 2019, I think that he, I think he gained everybody's respect who thought that he was just in there uh, for the spectacle and that he was taking it serious. For sure. You don't, and even in short notice against Volkov, like he took a fight against a top five guy without him even being ranked. And yeah, maybe he had been babied in and he had that DQ due to a knee. He had the DQ due to the inhaler, but <laughs> hey, bro, the guy's not quitting. He obviously yeah. wants, he's living the lifestyle and he wants to do the sport, so I'm all for it. I'm interested sure. to see how much better he gets because, like you mentioned, he was living at AT&T or ATT. I don't know if he was able to live <laughs> there this, this time with Arona or not uh, or if he's training in his garage. But, you know, he was part of the dorms up there. Mm -hmm. um, so I just want to see how much better he's getting fight by fight because you, you, you have seen progress. I want to see how much better he is this fight. And it's a stand-up guy. And you know Hardy's a stand-up guy also, so here's a chance to see how much better have you gotten. How's your cardio and, now? And, and you know, Khalil Roundtree might try and shoot a takedown, bro, just because Greg Hardy's going to be a lot more powerful than Roundtree will be the quicker guy. And it almost seems like we're breaking it down right now, but we'll get to it when <laughs> it happens. But it's just so intriguing whether it's going to be the power or the quickness that wins. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a good fight for Hardy. On so. my radar, mm -hmm. I definitely want to see this yeah, one. Sure. For sure. Uh, another one that might be on your radar, Justin. Angela Overkill Hill against Michelle the Karate Hottie whoa, Waters. Oh, I mean. You know that one is flying on your radar, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like me some uh, Karate Hottie, so I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be a good fight because I think Angela Hill won her last fight. So yeah. it'll be a good one for her. Uh, Michelle Watterson, is she on a little skid? I feel like she might have lost one or she two in a row. She lost to Joanna, and I'm not sure what happened in the fight after Joanna. I'm not sure I, who she I, fought. I think she might have lost that second fight. I, I need to double check. Well, but she yeah. lost to Joanna also, so she might be on a two-fight losing yeah. streak. So it, it's gonna a good fight for both fighters. Uh, Angela Hill, uh, she's one of the more active fighters in the the women's uh, she division. Also so five times last. Yeah. She lost to Carla Sparza. Remember, she got wrestled. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Fight. She's on a two-fight losing streak right now. Oh. 
So this is a fight for Waterson to get back on track. Honestly, she's going to want to do the same thing that Gadelia did to Overkill Hill. In my in my opinion, I think she's just going to want to wrestle her, yep. take her down, and kind of stall her out there. Uh, striking wise, I think it'd be a pretty fun fight if they would just both stand. Not that anybody's going to knock anybody out, but they both throw crazy ass kicks and yeah, punches. some pretty good so kickboxing for it sure. It could be it could be pretty fun. I won't say you should walk the dogs during that fight. All right, <laughs> for sure. Um, up next, Alexander Raktich against Anthony Lionheart Smith, light heavyweight. So Anthony Smith, we saw him getting his teeth broken on ESPN. And that controversial, should they have stopped it? Should they not? He was fighting Glover Teixeira. I know we were all on Smith here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, Teixeira kind of ran a clinic on him. And interesting that two months later, he's getting back in the octagon again that fast. Got those veneers put in quick. And he's going to be biting down on that mouthpiece, boy. So we'll see how that goes. But even for Anthony Smith, I think he's on a little skid. So yep, Rackfish also has power, and he could knock him out. He knocked um, out uh, Jimmy Manoa with that head kick, yeah. man. He retired Jimmy Manoa, yeah. I believe. He was the one that retired him. So. Oh, that was bad. That'll be an interesting fight as well. Smith kind of, he's been beat up his last couple of fights, so... Uh, we'll see what what's and he should definitely take more time off than just two months, bro. He was getting his face pounded in. Yeah, I, I don't know how this fight's gonna be lined. I'm interested to see how That's it comes exactly out. But what I, I was thinking I, I'm not um, I'm not comfortable picking Anthony Smith in this fight going forward. I hope he wins. I'm a big Anthony Smith fan. I, I like what he brings to the game um, in terms of a fighter and the heart that he has with his uh, comeback victories, but. Yeah, I, I think I'm with Ben here. He needs to take a little bit more time off, um, especially after that last one. Yeah. I think Glover Teixeira even apologized to him in the ring. You know, from beating yeah, him it's just business. So Teixeira was it's looking at the ref. Like, hey, stop yeah. me. And he was I don't like, hey, it's just business. <laughs> yeah, he, he was telling the ref, I don't want to do this anymore, man. He's yeah. done. Mm -hmm. That sucks. Um, another fight. Yoel Romero gets back in the octagon. Hell yeah, baby. Finally not in a title fight, bro. He had, like, lost three in a row and he was still getting title fights. Hey, but man, Romero, man, this is actually an interim fight. Nah, hell <laughs> no. They beat Uriah Hall in nah. interim fight. But he's fighting Uriah, Uriah Hall. We know Uriah Hall was booked against Jacare, um, I believe, on the April 19th card, the first yeah. one back, the Ferguson and Gaethje. And Jacare came down with Corona, so... Uriah Hall out of uh, up there with Safe Sayud and the guys in Dallas, um, living in the gym. We we had mentioned that he was living in the gym for the Jacare fight. Still, every picture that that they post of Fortis MMA, Uriah Hall's in the picture, bro. The guy is living in the gym still. It, it doesn't matter if it's Neo in the picture. It doesn't matter who's in the picture. Uriah Hall is always in the picture of the training that happened. So. He's staying in the gym. It's going to be interesting. Both of these guys have a problem of conserving their energy. And when they throw strikes, they throw to kill, but they don't throw that many. So this could be a fight where we get dudes just staring at each other, kind of like how Derek Lewis and Naganu were. Or we could get a fight where somebody gets KO'd quick in the first round. But I feel like it's either going to go one, one or two ways. It's going to be boring or somebody's lights are going out quick. I like the... I like the matchmaking, though. Uh, it's about time that they gave Yo Romero somebody that's not in the top five or a championship fight. 
Yeah, that, that's a great point. I think this is a good exposure fight also for Uriah Hall. I think he's somebody who came out with a, kind of a bigger name when he was first in, introduced to the UFC, uh, kind of died off, and has kind of had a little bit of resurgence as of late. So I think this is a good opportunity for himself to to jump Yoel Romero in the rankings with a victory here and, uh, you know, pr- put himself in the conversation um, for the, the title. I don't know if it's going to put him there, but it, it'll put him one or two fights away maybe if he gets his victory. But... Um, I'm also just interested to see how much uh, Yoral Romero really has left in the tank. I know Ben kind of alluded to um, his fight style is kind of just standing there. He doesn't throw too many punches. He's going to, you know, wait for his kill shot kind of. And and I think we saw a lot of that against Izzy, really. He was stalking him a lot, wasn't really throwing a lot. But um, part of you just has to to wonder, you know, how much does this 43-year-old man really have left? Uh, to exert at, at at a top level in the UFC. You know, you're not going up against other 43-year-olds a lot of the time. You're going up against guys that are younger than you and haven't been as as many wars maybe as you because Rio Romero has been in some wars, especially his last couple fights. Maybe not Adesanya, but the Costa and the Whitaker fights were, were all crazy. And then he had the Rockhold fight in the middle of the two Whitakers. But um, still has been in some wars. And you just got to wonder how much does this man have left in the tank? But... Um, hopefully, I'm a big Earl Romero fan. Hopefully, he gets a dub here. I'll be rooting for him. What do you think, Wando? Yeah. Uh, well, on a three-fight losing streak. Um, yeah, and but they, you know, who have the fights been against, Mondo? Uh, Sonia, Costa, and Whitaker. You see, he might have won that Costa fight too. That was close. Yeah, the Costa fight was close. Whitaker and Arasanya, both champs. Costa's fighting for the belt, so it's about time that they give this dude a break, bro. And yeah. give him a fight that he could win, get him back on track, a little bit of momentum. He's not going to get a title shot, I think, unless I mean. And the thing is, he's fought Whitaker, he's fought Costa, he's fought Arasanya, bro. Yeah, yeah. but he's lost to all of them. Screwed in the Costa fight. I think he won that and, fight, and it maybe won if not both of the Whitaker fights. He might. He should have been a champion a while back. Yeah, have you yeah. made weight? His bit. window might have passed. That's true too. The the weight. Well, but that shit. was a Rockhold yeah. fight, also. That was another one. But I think that he even some of those, right one of those two Whitaker decisions could have gone to him. Justin is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, where he did make weight. So I think I think Yoel Romero's window has passed. Man, I think it's passed. But when Mondo yeah. mentions a guy that he's lost to, and he, all three of those guys are one, two, and three in the division. I'm not saying that Yoel Romero's not top five, but maybe he's just a gatekeeper for the top five. He's if, 43. That's pretty good. <laughs> his, his best, yeah, his best chance crazy. is Paulo Costa beating Arasanya, and maybe he gets that fight back. Yeah, I would say that's his best shot. I can see that. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. So the last one that we'll go over is Junior Dos Santos versus Rosenstrike. Uh, that's on August 15th, I believe. That's the DC and uh, DC Stipe. and. The Stipe fight. So uh, they'll put in some other heavyweights on there. We know Rosenstrike just came off that loss, right? Um, he was looked like he looked pretty good that first round, and he broke his foot or broke. No, he, he broke. He no, lost. No, no, uh, no, Rosenstrike got oh, murdered. He's, oh, okay. Who was I? Who was the one that that uh, was? That was a lower, lower, lower tier heavyweight. Um, but he so he got knocked out by by Naganu. We didn't get to see much from him in his last fight. JDS definitely doesn't bring that same fight style, so I think that this fight will play out. I think it'll play out kind of like the Overeem and Rosenstrike fight, where JDS is just going to outclass him based on experience. And I don't think I don't think JDS yeah. gets caught. That's what I'll say. 
So I, I like previous. Both, both fighters coming off a loss, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good fight from that perspective. I, I don't think JDS is going to uh, lose to Rosen Strike here. Um, but would like to see more of him considering that, I mean, the last fight, he literally just, him and Naganu walked up to each other and just went rock'em, sock'em, and he got caught. So just want to see a little bit more out of him this next fight. Yeah, I don't have much of a dog in this fight. Uh, I think JDS, like Ben said, I don't think he gets caught. Um, and that's just where I'm leaning. Yeah, I don't think JDS will have a problem with Rosenstrike. He's not at Blade's level. Where he gets yeah. caught, so yeah, JDS by decision. Yeah, yeah. It'll go like the JDS and Derek Lewis fight. That's how I see it going. The man. way that these these uh, bookings though, man, it's heating up. I, I like I like reading off these bookings. Just gives gives me more stuff to look forward to. Stuff to look. Hey, you just gotta hope that they don't test positive for the Rona. But it's fun seeing all these bookings and like you said, yeah. stuff to look forward to. Speaking of stuff that we should have been looking forward to, Israel Adesanya uh, reportedly turned down a fight against Paulo Costa, UFC 251 and 252. So that's this fight island or on the DC. And what is he? What the heck? Oh I mean, he's been pretty clear that he wants to fight Paulo Costa. I don't know what the holdup is. I know that he's been out on the streets protesting actively. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, New Zealand has had, or right, New Zealand has had a lot of protests. Yeah. Um, he was out there actively. Maybe he's holding out because of that. I don't think that he's scared of Paulo Costa, and I think that it would actually benefit Izzy to take the fight sooner rather than later, based on Paulo Costa having that shoulder surgery. Yeah. So not think, too sure um, what the play is here. I think one of the issues for Izzy right now is he's not in the gym. Uh, City yeah. Kickboxing, uh, Wokonowski, who's on the card, we'll talk about that later, has admitted that because of the situation in New Zealand, they're not at the gym. But, he's been training at home. And, he's in Australia, though. But he, he trains with City he, Kickboxing. It, yeah. But he can't travel. I'm pretty sure Izzy can still work out there because he's in New Zealand, isn't he? Well, well from isn't what that I heard, City uh, Wokonowski saying was that City Kickboxing was down right now for the moment. Oh, okay. That's okay. why I was that, alluding to that. That makes sense. Yeah, well, that and that's interesting because Hooker fights out of there, too. Um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the details were on that, but I know Hooker also lives there. Yeah, he like lives in said. New Zealand. And yeah, I mean, the coaches just, what are I with have, him. just what I have. No, I, yeah. no I, for sure. And yeah. I'm not, I don't doubt you, but even, I mean, look at the Hooker situation. He's having to quarantine in a hotel for two weeks yeah. before flying back and all that. So I don't doubt it. Um, but we'll get to that when we start breaking down that, that fight. Yes, sir. So, but do y'all think he's ducking, or is he? Yeah, just I, I, I don't know. I don't think he's ducking. I don't think. I don't think he's ducking. I, I, I think it, it has a lot to do with you know just the you know the time that we're in right now with yeah, the coronavirus his and current the, situation. I don't think. The, he, oh, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Yeah, and with like the the so the social issues that are going on right now, he's been out in the protests and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> So I, I just don't think he's wanting to fight so soon. Like they tried to get him to, to fight for this July 11th fight and and uh, 252, which is not far behind. I think they're gonna end up getting something done for September or October, more than likely. I think they're gonna get it done. I don't think he's necessarily ducking him. An just, another quick point before Mondo goes: you also got to think Adesanya wants to be the main event. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't want to share yeah. the card. He he's right. that guy now. 
Uh, if he was on that Stipe and DC card, there's no way he's the main event. And you know he wants the he, he wants the well, he wants arguably, to be the last yeah. one yeah. with his entrances and shit. For he sure. wants show to be on him that's, so that's that a good point and, and you know they were saying that th they weren't even thinking about pairing him up with gaichi and uh and khabib they said that they were only thinking about that in case khabib doesn't fight now with what's happened with his father so yeah i think you're right ben he definitely wants to be the only ticket or the he only main event in town yeah to for the, sure the, the encore yeah yeah no i mean roland roland hit it uh right on the head I don't think he's ducking out of fear or anything like that. I think just his current situation around with everything uh, that's going on with the approaches that he's been a part of and all that, I don't think it's the right time for him to fight right now. Uh, so I think that's why he's he's holding off. I think late September, like Roland said, is a good time. And also, you know, so he could be the, the main star of that card. Yeah, for sure. All right, well... Speaking of what I think probably would have been a main event of a of a card, uh, Pedro Munoz against Frankie Edgar. Uh, Pedro Munoz goes down to the Rona. Another one yep. bites the dust. Prayers out for Pedro Munoz. I'm sure Prayers. he'll be fine, as fit as he is, and how most of these athletes have been pretty good after getting it. That was um, Abu Dhabi, right? That was yeah. Abu Dhabi. He was going to be. I think they were. I'm pretty sure they were the main event for one of the the, the Wednesday card, right? I think so. Oh yeah, yeah. So Wednesday, because you know Frankie Edgar's a main event style fighter. So now would yeah. Well, you know Pedro Munoz, Frankie Edgar was making his debut, I believe, at 135, kind of following the steps of Jose Aldo. Yeah. And going down in weight, uh, Munoz. We know a guy that's in the top ten, so it would have been a pretty good test for Frankie. Uh, now kind of just goes in to see if they get him a replacement with a week and a half. To do it, maybe yeah. there's another guy in the same weight class on that card. I haven't looked through the full card, but maybe they bump somebody up and give them the Frankie Edgar fight um, just to keep for for the main event's sake. Because I'm sure Frankie Edgar is the A side, I think, against Munoz. So I think they just still want to keep Frankie Edgar as a main event, being that he's already out there. I think they left today or yesterday that second flight. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be the uh, co-main to uh, Calvin Cater and Danny. Oh, then they're fine. Then they might just rebook him. Yeah. Yeah. They might just rebook him. I was looking forward to, to Frankie uh, fighting in what, his third weight class. He's been on a skid too, man. Yeah, so on a skid. Kind of, this was kind of desperate times for him as far as trying the whole new weight class. Yeah. And he's going to be fighting against more guys his size. I, I don't think like his, his just natural height. His, his dimensions really didn't do him any favors in that featherweight division, or uh, where was he? He was in another division prior to featherweight. Too, the, right? guy was, the guy was 155 uh, champ when he came in, I believe. Yeah, exactly, 155 champ. He's dropped now 20 pounds, but um, I just think about, I know Max uh, Holloway, we're going to talk about him a little bit later, is a different case because he's one of the taller uh, guys or one of the lankier guys, but uh, I mean, it, it's just tough going up against guys when you have a, a bad uh, reach disadvantage. So hopefully he gets a little bit more guys his size in the, the Bantamweight division. All right, that's kind of how I'm thinking about it for him. What do you think, Dukes? No, I, I agree with all of that. Um, it'd be good to see see them fight again. Um, I mean, it's going to be exciting, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We're other to get into this. Go ahead. The other thing that I kind of find strange about Frankie Edgar, though, is you would think the guy would be cutting the most weight, you know, when he's fresh in his career. 
as to later in his career being yeah. older, you think it's it's yeah. harder. It's the harder. So it almost seems like they're doing it in reverse. But I mean, both guys have been Benjamin Button. Before, so they're just trying to <laughs> they're just trying to to keep picking that last straw at that title run. I get yeah. it. You know what I mean? Just and their I careers. Edgar, I believe, signed a new deal recently too. I was going to say today. Okay, today. so. We're going to be seeing more of Frankie Edgar win or lose his his uh, his debut at 135. This next fight uh, was the last fight on his last deal, and now he has a new deal yeah. to continue he, his lifer. UFC career. Yeah, he wants to be with UFC for the rest. Doesn't want to go fight at one or somewhere else. Yeah, and just the last quick hitter, uh, Gilbert Burns. What was the Fight Island main event against Kamara Usman? It was on a good run. Uh, Friday night, Gilbert Burns gets Corona, test positive for Corona, gets pulled off the card, and the madness begins, the scramble begins uh, to find to find the new challenger, I did, guess. Hey, uh, but it didn't last long. It did it not last long. long. It did yeah, not last long quick. this time. Saw, it came quick. First, real quick, just I, I don't want to skip over Burns because we saw him get hot. We saw him. Yeah, he was on a streak. On yeah, he, he, on he got on the street. He got hot. He beat Woodley. He made a name for himself. Beats what Woodley him. said, what Woodley said, he didn't want to be was a stepping stone. And that guy that catapults somebody, Gilbert Burns, beat him. Number one contender wasn't asking for as much money as Masvidal. Bam! Here's a title shot. Teammates split camps, go their separate ways. They're set to fight a week before the fight. Corona. Crazy, Gilbert Burns. What happens? Yeah, does he get the title shot after this fight? Yeah, no, he has to. I think. I I, I think it is deservingly so. Deservingly so. I mean, he did not lose it because he missed weight. He didn't lose it because I mean, unless they find out that he was out partying or something and he got the corona because he wasn't following protocols or whatever, then I think he does have to get, I guess, the winner of this fight uh, for the title unless it's an epic. And you, you're going to want to book it again because I'd want to see a rematch of these two guys. I'm going to so, take a different yeah. path than Roland and say it's dependent on who wins this next fight. I if Masvidal the- wins, Masvidal is going to throw it back with Nate or he's going to throw it with uh, Stephen Thompson, who he's oh, talking yeah, that, about wanting to fight with. If Usman wins, being that they're friends, being that they're he's going to be you like, know, let's get this guy up next. Usman- Usman will take it the way of the ladder, the yes, ranking. Absolutely. If if Masvidal wins, and we're going to get to this later, this is why I'm, we're just putting scenarios here. If Masvidal wins, Money it's going to be like McGregor's running that division. It's going to yeah. be it's going to be a circus. It's going to be a circus, and he already promised Nate the fight. Whether the UFC abides by those rules or not. Um, I think that they will just based sure, on the promise made a title <laughs> fight. <laughs> no, mom. He did, bro. Shut the fuck up. That's not going to happen. He promised Sorry, Nate, Nate. back due to the doctor stopping the fight. We yeah. know that Conor McGregor has told him that they're going to do the third one, and he hasn't done the third one with Nate. Nate's in pretty good position with all these dudes owing him fights, bro. I'll tell you that. It's the money, though. It's the money. Hey, bro. 
thing is, all the guys that he fights have that respect for well, him to be like, no, no, no. In that case, in that case, Masvidal can take a fight off from defending the belt, and he can put up the BMF belt, and they can fight for that again because Nate Diaz is not fighting for a freaking welterweight championship. I'm well, sorry. They addressed and that's that, right. and Masvidal said it's not going to be for the BMF, but hey, we can fight for this welterweight. Here's your, here's your chance to get the title at that. <laughs> here's the thing that I'll say. And, and, and you know what? Nate Diaz is, as much as you're saying he's not owed these rematches, Roland. No, I'm not I, saying he's not. I'm saying he's not owed a title fight. I mean, it changes when the guy oh, has the title. It doesn't matter. It's a rematch. Listen, he beat Connor and he gave Connor the rematch. Then Connor promised it back. He put Masvidal on. If Masvidal doesn't, I know that we're going to say that Masvidal became a star with that Ben Asker knee, but if he doesn't beat Diaz, Masvidal's not a star. Well, yeah, that star grew more. The star if, grew if, more. If Diaz doesn't say, I'm going to create the BMF belt and I'm going to defend it against Masvidal. He put him on, bro. Yeah, yeah, you're on it. You're on it. He said, come on. I thought they were, he, how, is, how is Nate defending that now? I thought they were fighting He made for the belt. He made it. Who I mean, created it? He said, I'll, I'll, I'll defend crazy. my BMF title. He said it. Look, oh. I see what you're saying. I see it, but... The if problem Masvidal is I want you to accept it. I don't want you to see it because... The fight... The fight for the BMF belt. They're not fighting for a title fight. A title shot. Well, the That's BMF crazy. was a title, bro. I mean, he got strapped up by Dwayne Johnson, baby. The BMF, honestly, I, I'm kind of with Usman, man. It's like a little participation trophy. It doesn't mean anything. In that division, it might... In that division, it might because they have these big players. They have these, they have these big players like Connor, who comes in. Nate, who supposedly is. I mean, I get get it. Nate, he is a, a BMF for sure. He's probably that's the thing. Is Usman a Godfather. BMF? He's a DMF. Oh, I mean, dorky mother. He thinks he, he thinks he is, <laughs> but uh, I mean, he's just um, Masvidal. That, not Masvidal. That belt can only be horse. defended against piece. certain people, bro. That that belt only fits certain people. Yeah, it, it, you have to have the aura about you. You have to have I the the swag. And Masvidal definitely both yeah. have. Yeah, for sure. But the oh. title fight. Hey, well, you, yeah. you know what? We're, we're talking about it. Let's get into the card. Let's get into this. Yeah, let's get into it. I was going to say poor Gilbert Burns, but damn it, boy, we're praying for you. Yeah, I mean, this um, is the fight we all wanted anyways, right? This is the no, one. Hey, and then, how many pay-per-view buys does this add to the card? Oh, dude, a whole bunch. And then that oh, goes to... Uh, Roland, a whole bunch is not a number, Roland, okay? You can't cop out with a whole, bunch. a whole bunch. A whole bunch? I mean, I'm, I, I'm not, not a million, not a million, but how many? 500,000 buys. Well, he's not Half a million? Himself. Yeah, man, Masvidal's a draw, man. Masvidal will probably, so. he'll probably add like an extra 200, maybe, maybe an extra 100, 200, something like that in that range. I'm at two to three because yeah. he's definitely the A side, I would say, right? All they got to oh, do is dude, start showing those Super Bowl that, clips that, again. And that was part of the problem in the beginning was, hey, Masvidal, I'm the A side. Usman, well, I have the belt. Well, that doesn't really matter when we're talking about the UFC and selling fights and all that. It's who are you tuning in to watch? Who's selling it? And it's Masvidal. I mean, it's not even it's not even a question. Yes, I was making fun of the belt or whatever right now, but Masvidal is one of my favorite fighters, admittingly so. I love his style. I like his swag. Um, I like the whole resurrection thing because, I mean, think about it. Before he came back, I mean, he, he was kind of a guy that was – he was out of the UFC for uh, two years or he wasn't active. He was doing reality TV. And then he takes a fight against Till and just completely starches him. And it's like, what? what what's this guy been doing? We're going to start from the bottom, though, Roman. We're going to start from the bottom. Okay. We're going to start with the pay-per-view curtain jerker. 
Okay. So in the women's division, all right, this week we're making – oh, for, before I forget, we're making five picks, guys. On the main card, we're picking all five, starting with the Paige Van Zandt fight. And friend of the podcast, Bet King, is actually having whoever puts their picks in, we're adding one little kink to the, to the contest this week. The main event, you got to put the method that you think the fighter you're picking is going to win. Whether it's submission, whether it's knockout, or whether it's decision, give us. If you go five and zero and you get the method right, uh, Bet King is offering two hundred and fifty bucks in free play for everybody that's participating with the We Talking About Sports. Uh, Ooh, that's a sweet deal. UFC Pick'em contest, and they act, and they also have a hundred dollar percent deposit uh, match. So. Yeah. You deposit a hundred bucks, they're gonna match you with another hundred bucks, and you have two hundred bucks. That's a Twitter um, so, at BetKing. Twitter yeah, at we'll, BetKing. And we'll put the handle on on the on the YouTube video later. Um, but they've been down with us since day one, also. So they're having this little competition. Hey, you go five and zero on the main card, and with the main event, you either pick how you think he's gonna win. Two hundred and fifty bucks, man, to fuck around and, and you know bet. play and play with on, on their website. So. Shout out to them. Uh, shout out to them for that. Uh, so now getting into it, the pay-per-view curtain jerker in the women's flyweight division, Amanda Ribas, 9-1 against Paige 12-Gage Van Zandt, 8-4. The biggest favorite on the card, Amanda Ribas, because she's Brazilian, I believe, so you don't pronounce the R. It's Hibas. Uh, minus, minus 900. Paige Van Zandt, plus 525. So Paige Van Zandt, we know darling of the UFC. She's had the push for a decent amount of time. Um, this is her last fight on her UFC contract, man. So she didn't negotiate a new deal. Um, and to be a minus 900 underdog on, your la on the last fight of your contract, definitely not a good sign. Um, I have some speculation of whether she's going to be with the UFC much longer. Due to her husband, fiance, whatever you want to call him, uh, fighting for Bellator. Bellator, yeah. It doesn't really make sense to take this fight as the last fight of your contract when you're going to be negotiating right after this. Um, but anyway, she has eight fights in six years in the UFC. So she's fighting one 1.2 times a year on average. Uh, we know she's had a bunch of injuries from her forearm to her shoulder, her knee. Uh, her last win was against Rachel Ostevich in 2019. And this fight, man, is just not a good matchup for Rebos, hence the minus 900 line. Amanda Rebos is going to be the bigger fighter here. She's got the better striking. Um, she's 4-0 in her UFC career, 9-1 professionally. Uh, that one loss was to Pollyanna Viana, who is a UFC fighter as well, but th that fight wasn't in the UFC. It was in a smaller uh, organization. Jungle. And Paul, yeah, jungle, exactly. Once Paula Viana came into the UFC, she went 0-4. Uh, and Amanda Hibas actually rematched that fight and did get the win back. So pretty simple, man. All this love for Paige Van Zandt, I know that she gets based on her Instagram and whatever else it may be. I think that this is this line is, I'm not going to say minus 900 is warranted, but She's going to get beat three rounds. If she doesn't get stopped, it's going to be a 30-27 unanimous. So give me Amanda Hibas. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I, I, I'm with Amanda Rebas or Hibas, however you pronounce it. 
so mark me down for her. Uh, the only thing I will say about PVC is I don't PVZ, excuse me, um, is I don't think she cares if she wins or loses. Obviously, she'd rather win. But I was listening to an interview uh, that she was on with her husband a couple of weeks or months ago. It, it was definitely in the lead up to this fight where she was talking about how much money she made on Dancing with the Stars. She said she made more money on Dancing with the Stars than the few episodes that she was on than the whole time she'd been with the UFC, than all of her fights with the UFC. So she's like looking forward to the contract negotiations. She wants to go somewhere and, and uh, you be able to use her marketability for an, another contract. It's kind of what, what she's looking at. But all that said, you still have to be a pretty competitive fighter to keep on getting booked. You have to win every once in a while. And, uh, you know, she hasn't won unless it's been against, um, I, I would say, lesser competition. So I'm going with Amanda Reboss here. Yeah. Uh, speaking on, on the money situation, she's been very vocal about wanting more money. Yeah. And like Ben alluded to, she, this is the last fight of her contract. So once this is up and they go into negotiations, she's going to be wanting a lot of money to continue fighting. Um, so as far as the matchup situation, I think they paired her with Reboss as, as like a catapult for Reboss and also to bring PBZ a peg down. You know, like if you're going to be asking for this much money, like I'm a, we're going to give you a fighter who's going to be tough to be, you know, you, Peter, uh, you can get it. Yeah. You yeah. Peter, you get paid, but I mean, yeah. she's a huge do Armando that, or let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. Does she just want to finish this UFC contract, go to Bellator with her husband, put mm -hmm. a couple of stickers on her shorts, and possibly be a champion at Bellator? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely an option, too. That's definitely, I mean, she'll be out there with her husband, like you said. I think that is 70, she's 75% gone, bro. Especially because yeah, yeah, they didn't yeah. do her no damn favors with this fight. It's kind of like a tell. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I think they paired it with Rebus, so Rebus can, can the UFC probably get, doesn't even want to negotiate. get that name under her belt, right? Some notoriety. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, that makes sense. I'm not gonna lie though. I mean, PVZ at plus five twenty five, bro. That's crit. I mean, could just catch a sub. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking, bro. If she can get Rebus down to the ground, she might just sub her. She's not going to win by – I don't think she's going to win by decision or by knockout. And with these crazy-ass odds, bro, mm -hmm. like 10, 10, a little 10, 5 spot on, on Paige Van Zandt by sub, the odds yep. have to be crazy. But that literally is her only path to victory in my opinion. It is. It is. I agree 100%. If it stays on the feet, Rebus – will piece her up because yeah. PVC doesn't have striking, bro. Her striking is terrible. But if right, you, it's if, not powerful either. I mean, not. she hurt herself on a, a spinning back fist or whatever. Isn't that how she broke her forearm or something? Mm -hmm. And <laughs> and PVC hasn't fought in, in, in a year, in yeah. over a year. Yeah. Right. You know, the, her last fight was in January of last year. Uh, it was a win. It was a win, yeah. And supposedly she's been training like crazy this past year. She's supposedly she's been uh, training like crazy. She's in really good shape. Uh, so I don't, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> all right, Justin, I'll let you jump in here. And so take you over got that. you got rebus, hebus, uh, for contest purposes. I mean, you are pretty low in the rankings, Mondo. Five points would go hard. I know, and this is a good spot. I mean, you know what? For contest purposes, give me PVZ Ooh, at that five okay. at that plus five twenty five. All right, 
Justin, who you got? Yeah, I'm with Mondo, man. PVZ, flying knee, knockout first round. Nah, no, I'm just playing. Uh, this fight this fight was booked to make sure PVZ has no leverage. She's going to be out of the UFC. I don't even think the UFC is that much interested in keeping her around much more. Very vocal about what her money situation, and she isn't really uh, a draw even at this point for the UFC. Um, look at where they have her at. You know, it's not it's not a co-main. It's not in the middle. It's at the very end of the. It is on the pay per view though. It's on the pay per view though. It's it's uh, it's to show Rebus more than it is for. But PBZ. you gotta say she's the A side coming into the fight based off name notoriety. What I will say, Justin, name notoriety, is she, yes. Is she the female Sage Northcutt? Is that what you're saying? No, maybe nah, not. Maybe not because she she beat Ostovich, you know. So, and Ostovich has her training too. I don't know. It's gonna be Rebus though, just to keep this quick. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, next we another women's fight in the yes. women's straw in the women's strawweight division. Uh, Jessica Bate Estaca Andrade Andrade with a twenty and seven record against Rose Thug Namayunis with an eight and four record. Uh, the line here, Rose Namayunis is the favorite, minus 215. The comeback on Andrade, plus 165. Now, quick note, this is a rematch. Uh, the last time these ladies fought, Rose Namayunis was the champion, uh, was the favorite, and Andrade did lose the first round and then proceeded to slam powerbomb uh, Rose Namayunis on her head, knock her unconscious, and it kind of caused some controversy in the UFC Due to women speaking out, because obviously Andrade is the only chick who's picking up people in Powerball. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Michelle Watterson and uh, several other people was like, that should be illegal. You know what I mean? And we've seen a lot of people. We've seen Rampage Rampage bomb people and knock them out unconscious. It's something that has happened often. Um, People have been slammed often. Well, no, not after. It's not has often, happened before. It's happened before, though. Yeah. More yeah, than you'd it, like it to. And and more, but I, I can't even say more often than not, but it's happened several times. You yeah, know what I mean? handful of times at most. Right, but you can't ban it. It no, almost happened to you can. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily so I, a UFC move, but you can't ban it. Anyway, yeah, and this fight was scheduled for April 19th. Uh, the original, that was the original card. Uh, Rose Namahunas did pull out. She had family members pass away due to COVID. Um, so that was her reason for pulling out. I mean, Rose Namahunas lost to Jessica Andrade uh, by knockout, and she's a two to one favorite again against her. Um, I think Rose in that last fight looked more crisp. She looked faster in the first round. She kind of just beat herself. Uh, She was a champ. But the other thing, Roland, is she was a champ, but she didn't like being the champ. So it's not like we can say, like, she was a champ because she wasn't even in a good mental mind state. I'm just saying she looked like the champ. She looked looked like like the champion. Like she was supposed to be. Yeah, Yeah, she did look like the champ. So maybe that's the reason for the two-to-one odds. Jessica Andrade, I mean, I'm not saying she's going to slam her again, but... She's a bruiser, a juggernaut. She's going to be pushing in there, dirty boxing, throwing some hooks. I'm going to save my pick, and I'm going to let you all go, and then I'll come back and make my pick. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go first with my pick. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, with Doug Rose here. Uh, I'm taking her because I think the only chance that uh, Andrade has is that freak accident or that, that freak takedown. 
Um, I, I think that's her only path of victory is in is using her force or her brute force on Rose and, and making this into an ugly fight where she she has to body slam or, or take her down to the ground because otherwise I I just don't see where Andrade has an advantage. So I'm going with Rose here. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to be leaning Rose as well. After watching, after rewatching their their first fight, Rose came out impeccable. Her striking was amazing. It was crisp. It was quicker. Her jab was on point. Um, she was just, you know, picking her apart. Andrajo does have very good leg kicks. I noticed that her leg kicks were were good. They were landing. Andrajo is a lot stronger. Um, but how does how does Rose like? not get pinned against the cage and get lifted again. You think you oh, think she can I'm not saying she could also get hit with a hook because but I think that she's too quick. That's the thing. Let me ask y'all a question before we go further just to get y'all's input on this but with with knowing Rosna Mayunes's character and kind of her emotions, how she visibly wears them on her sleeve, are all these extra circumstances with the quarantine in Vegas and the test, then the long-ass flight to Abu Dhabi, then the 48-hour quarantine in Abu Dhabi. Like, is it too much for her? Is she somebody who kind of needs a routine? I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be positive here and say that she's going to use all of this to rally. It's, it's either one way. I mean, you it, you just nailed it with, with a person like this, especially with fighters and, and maybe even more so the person like Rose. She's on either end of the spectrum. There's no such thing as being in the middle. She's either super high or she's super low, kind of in terms of her emotions, and I think she's going to use all of this to rally. She's coming off an L. She, she's. Uh, I'm not trying to tote this as an, an advantage for her, but you know, she's had some uh, distraught in her personal family life. You know, she's going to use all of this, look to the the fight as kind of like a um, an escape for her. You know, just where she's going to be out in the octagon. And I think it's going to work out to her advantage. So I, I think it's going to be positive for her. Yeah, and it's very tough to gauge that with somebody like Rose because. Like she has so so many like anxiety issues, and and things mentally leading up to the fight that you would it's either gonna be like Roland said she's either gonna be extremely locked in to where she's using this to her advantage and yeah. she's just blocking everything out, or all of this you know coronavirus uh, quarantine you know flying to Abu Dhabi all of that plus her anxiety is all gonna just completely all other precautions yeah mm-hmm. it sounds like she's in a good place. Based off that interview that I also listened to, uh, that Roland referred to earlier, like it sounds like she just she said that they changed her garage into a gym. We know like one of her coaches is her husband Pat Barry. They've been spending mm-hmm. a lot of time gardening. They grow all their own uh, vegetables and fruits and stuff. So mm-hmm. it does sound like she's in a good place. And I, I, Andrade is going to win by KO TKO, or Rose is going to either choke her out or win a decision. Um, that's the way I feel about it. Justin, where are you at? Well, I wanted to answer uh, Mondo's question. He said, how is uh, Rose going to not let herself get slammed against the cage like mm-hmm. that? Well, mm-hmm. um, if you remember last time, the reason why she got uh, slammed was because she didn't let go of the submission the way she had her. If Rose decides oh, this I time to let go of the submission, she's not going to get slammed on her head again. And mm-hmm. so I fully expect... Uh, I fully expect for that not to happen. I know Rose might put herself in that situation again because she does like to get subs, but she'll know, hey, this girl is capable of slamming me. Let me let go so I don't get slammed on my head. 
That's a good point, Justin. That's With that point. being said, I think Rose is going to win. She's going to piece her up. She's going to she's gonna do the stand-up, and she'll get the win by stand-up. She's just a better stand-up fighter. Yeah. What's Rose's conditioning? I noticed in the second round of this fight with Andrade, she was already starting to kind of uh, fade a little bit. Andrade was coming forward a lot more with a lot more uh, aggression, and Rose was backpedaling a lot. That's how I feel she got backed well, up into the cage, too. That's Mondo, but that's how the fight's going to go exactly this time also. Rose is going to have because Andrade is a brute, bro. Yeah. She only mm -hmm. knows one way, and that's forward. She just mm -hmm. keeps on going forward. But but mm -hmm. that's a, an advantage to Rose because with Andrade going forward, she pops the jab and Andrade is walking right into it. Yeah. And, and you did your film study because I hear you. So mm -hmm. Rose was popping the jab even in the first fight. Like she looked good before she got slammed. Mm -hmm. She just had a brain fart. She held on to the sub and she got slammed. So for that reason, I also see Rose outclassing her. I think yeah. get the sub and I got Rose winning this one. Yeah, I do Rose. too. Let's I Rose. think after 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 getting herself in that situation, the first fight, she now now knows what to look out for now, what to not get into, like put herself in that situation, and I think Rose will will piece her up to get the dub. All right. Well, next the first of three title fights in the bantamweight division: Peter No Mercy Jan with a fourteen and one record, minus two forty five. Against Jose Aldo Jr., 28-6 and six record, plus 185. Uh, like how we spoke about this earlier, Jose Aldo made his debut at 135. He dropped down. He fought Marlon Moraes, and he lost. Um, it was a three-round fight, I believe. They weren't a main event. They were a co-main. And it seemed like Aldo was coming ahead. Moraes did win the first round because he's a front-runner. Uh, Moraes always has that first round on lock. We saw that against Cejudo. Marais um, is going to win the first round, but if he gasses out, you can get to him. A lot of people, including Dana White, thought Jose Aldo won that fight, and that's why he was rewarded with the interim title fight. We know Henry Cejudo retired, so this is for the interim title. Um, Peter Jan, 6-0 in the UFC. Uh, this is his first title fight of his career. So, I mean, what, what a first title fight, right? You're fighting Jose Aldo, arguably one of the GOATs of the UFC. Yep. Um, but he is a fresher fighter. He's on a winning streak. I believe he's won 11 in a row. Um, he's got the power advantage, I think, against an older Aldo punching-wise. I'm not going to say weight-wise and pushing his weight because Aldo was a 145er now going to 135. Mm -hmm. But I do think Jan punches harder than Aldo. I think if they do have to grapple, I think the advantage does go to Aldo and he will be stronger there. Um the thing with Jan, man, this is his biggest test. Like, how is your, 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 obviously every fighter's biggest test is the title fight, right? But Jose Aldo, like we said, a GOAT, this is a, this is a huge step. This is a five round fight. Can Peter Jan go a full five rounds? Jose Aldo has done it plenty of times. A lot yeah. of question marks in this fight. And Peter Jan's a minus 245 favorite. The, uh, so coming back on Aldo, coming off that loss to Marais, older fighter, but he's faced everybody. Uh, you name the guys at 145, Jose Aldo has been through him. Obviously, he lost to Max Holloway. Max Holloway and Peter Jan, two complete different fighters. Um, I think the range and the height of Holloway really messed with Jose Aldo. And this is his second fight at 135. So I think the key to this fight for Aldo is he needs to kick, bro. 
Jose Aldo has gone away from his kicking. If he kicks Peter Jan, Peter Jan, like Andrade, he's going to be coming forward. Jose Aldo will be fighting off the cage a lot, backing up a lot. He's going to have to be in and out. But if he chops at that leg of Peter Jan, he can stall out that forward movement. And I'm going with Aldo. I think that it's going to be too much for Jan. I think that Jose Aldo is going to win a decision. So I'm going with Aldo, hoping to pick up those two points here. Wow, that's, what do you think, that's interesting. That's that's a very interesting take there, Ben. Uh, I'm all over Peter Jan here. Uh, I think he's he's catapulting right now. I think he's he's definitely on the way up. Dude, what's crazy is that Jose Aldo is only 33 years old. Yep. Isn't he's that insane? Yeah. It feels like this guy's been time. fighting forever. But with that, you also get those fighting miles, bro. Like this guy's been through wars. Um, and all those coming down to 135. He missed weight with Moraes by one pound. He came in at 136. And I don't think he can you afford get, to do that here. You get an allowance. You get an allowance when it's not a title fight. You get one pound. Right. Yeah, so that's yeah. why he did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and he could have made I don't think he can. No, he can't. For a title fight, you got to be on the dot, 135. Yeah. Um, to Dude, uh, what I have here is kind of... Uh, this is for Justin here because I know he likes these picks since I hooked him up last week. But I might have a very interesting, very juicy play here with a round four TKO for Peter Young. Round four? Why round some, four? Because I think, I think Aldo's going to gas getting later into the rounds. That but Jan ha- has Jan ever been to a round four? I don't know. No, but, but Jan is, Jan is a lot younger. Jan is a lot younger, and I think I think his gas tank will will last longer than than uh, Aldo's. Uh, and and Peter Jan, he's a very calm fighter. He's not out there acting crazy. Like he's conservative that's, with his energy and his shots. I think he can definitely um, last long in the fight. That is Mondo. One of the reasons why I think Jose Aldo has a chance at winning by decision, just because Jan is very picky with what he throws, mm-hmm. because he does throw with power. So yeah, I his right as, hand is so strong. I see it as Jan early or Aldo by decision is the way that I see it. And I just don't think that he gets Aldo out of there the way McGregor did. That's mm-hmm. why I'm going with Aldo by decision. Roland, yeah. what do you think? Mm, man, this is a tough one for me. Uh, but, you know, I'm not one of those people that thought Aldo uh, was deserving of this uh, championship fight, even though uh, I guess he arguably beat Marlon Marais. So, I'm going to go Peter Yon here. I think he's going to be the slightly more active fighter. I think it's going to be a close fight. I, I think Jose Aldo, like for all of the points that Ben and, and Mondo brought up, uh, I think he's going to be competitive in this one. I think the, the fighting style for Peter Yon lends to uh, Jose Aldo being around in this fight a little longer. And I and I do think, uh, you know, based on kind of what Mondo said with uh, Peter Yon being picky with the shots, and he has, he has gone, you know, all three rounds a couple times already. So he has... You know that gas tank. This will be the, the first time we'll see the championship ta- uh, gas tank to see if it's there in the fourth and the fifth. But um, I think he's going to get there. He, he should be the the fresher fighter, uh, the younger guy going into the octagon. Uh, so yeah, give me Peter Yan. And I got to stay different from Ben. I'm glad you did, bro. Give me Aldo by decision. Hey, two to two is. <laughs> I like it. Get on the. <laughs> hey, Justin, real concise, bro. Just well, I, I, just looked, I looked at who Justin has somewhere to be, and Justin it's been the who, who's, be. 
you know, Volkanovski, Holloway twice. But then he's beating guys like Moicano, Stevens, guys who are bangers with big punches. Justin, so, Justin, if, if Marais is fighting Peter Jan, what's the line? You know what? I'm not an odds maker, but I would think it would be Marais favored. Right? Yeah. And, but, uh, so were you on the side where you thought Marais clearly beat Aldo? Or no, did you think that I it thought was that up, was close. I, I didn't know how to score it. That's why I'm saying at two to one, it's wild, bro. Especially for a guy of Aldo's caliber. Yeah, like Mondo said, he might have too many miles. But I don't think that he's going to be finished. And I think he knows how to win decisions. So, I just want to give Mondo a little shout out, man. He's done his homework, bro. He came in here ready. <laughs> he watched he's got film. me nervous, dude. He's got he's me nervous with my pace. <laughs> Good shit, Mondo. All right, coming Appreciate up next in the featherweight division, we got a rematch. Alexander the Great Volkanovsky, 21-1 record against Max Blessed Holloway, 21-5 record. Now here we got a rematch of when the Blessed Express hit a speed bump, took a halt, ran out of gas. My boy. Oh my God. And the, the, the blessed era seemed to come to an end when Alexander Volkanovsky uh, calf kicked Max Holloway to a unanimous decision, what I would call it. I didn't think it was as convincing as everybody else did. Um, I thought that he just kicked his leg for five rounds, was consistent with it, and I hope Jose Aldo does that to Peter Jan because he'll win a decision the exact same way Volkanovsky did. Max Holloway was minus 200 the first time he was defending his title in this fight. Come back around, Alex Volskanowski is minus 245. The comeback on Max Holloway, plus 185. Um, Alex Volskanowski, like we said, rematch fight. He won the unanimous decision against Holloway. Leg kicks, leg kicks. He stopped Max Holloway's movement by kicking that front leg, making him switch stances. It really put a start on Max Holloway, although he did seem to come on a little bit in the later rounds. I, that was, I think that was questionable. It was questionable, and I think that it was a clear Volkanovski win. Uh, yeah. I think that's why he's favored. The line might be a little bit too high. We know Volkanovski comes from that city kickboxing team. I'm not sure if the gym is open or he's been training there, but uh, that coach, Eugene Harriman, I believe his name is, they put together a real good game plan. And I think it showed in the first fight with the leg kicks, man. You just got to be technical and consistent. Chop the opponent down. And Volkanovski has a very good fight IQ. I think his mind was really set on being a champion. And I think that he wants to stay a champion. Uh, for Max Holloway, like I said, struggled with his movement last fight due to his leg being chopped down. He is the taller fighter against Volkanovski, even though Volkanovski does have an really? inch and a half, I believe, of reach or two That's inches crazy. of reach. Um, but due to Max being the taller fighter, man, his legs are exposed. And that's just a target for Volkanovski to leg kick, which is why I think it played such a big part. Um, there's been some speculation uh, about Max Holloway not having a full training camp, not being able to train. Him saying he was training through Zoom with his coaches, uh, kind of like Kirk Cousins is doing in the NFL. I know ESPN ran a whole bit on Kirk Cousins' driveway training. Uh, but I don't put much attention to that because I don't think you're fighting a championship fight and training over Zoom. Um, so I think that he's bullshitting, playing a little bit of mind games, but Max Holloway isn't known to play mind games. He's pretty much a guy that shoots from the hip and, you know, kind of says it how it is. So uh, with this fight, man, I just... Why? Think why do you think he's playing mind games? 
I think he well, might I really be serious. Because he lost. No, I don't think. He, I think he's playing mind games because he lost to this dude. No, no, I'm saying. I'm saying if you say that he's really like shooting from the hip. Oh, you're saying he's saying all of that. So you. You don't believe that he hasn't been training. You think Hell that he has no. been training. I mean, I'm not saying he hasn't had a full fight camp with a bunch of sparring partners, but, bro, there's no way he's been posting his laptop up like I have mine right now and throwing combos based off what his coach is saying into the camera. That's wild. But, I mean, he, he didn't have to say that, but, like, he kept on, he kept Man, on with it. He was, like, he was like, yo, he's like, we're, we're, um, we're warriors at this point. Like, I know how to fight. Like, I don't need all this, blah, blah, blah. Like, he did keep on with it. He he didn't just leave it at that. He he Mental brought on some justification points. We're just saying. He, he's yeah, just, I don't think it's that wild guy. of an idea, especially with yeah. what we're going through right now. Yeah. The laws that were going on in Hawaii, I mean. Yeah. Cool. He's the king of Hawaii, bro. I mean, that's nah, a good point. Nah. That's a good point too. Just Mayor like I'm king of Hawaii, and it's not Max Holloway. You know what? I gotta keep it. some I surfer, it right? Some no, it, 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 I don't got, know, bro. I think the rock indigenous people, bro. Who, who nah, did you pick them? Like a sixty-foot. Oh, I cut you off. My bad, bro. Who, who's, who are you gonna pick? I oh, interject. I, I apologize. Picking Volkanovski. You're picking Volkanovski. Damn it. Somebody else go. Somebody else go. Uh, give me Max all day here, bro. Uh, all day. That's what I want to hear. Max Holloway. Max, Max Holloway at plus one eighty five, bro. That's something you don't get every day, and I will take that every single time I can get it. Honestly, I'm gonna wait though. I'm gonna sit back and wait on on people to come in on on Volkanovski even more, and if I can get Max Holloway plus two hundred or over, I'm all, I'm all in on that. You don't uh, think it'd be the other way around, Mondo, with Max being the the better known name and and seeing him at those odds? You don't think more people are going to jump on him at I plus eighty five? Maybe then, the recency do, do bias. Is, then people is this, jump is this, on minus two forty five? It just seems is, like the no, no, no because the line already has moved once he said about the Zoom thing. Yeah, yeah, I, right. but that's why it moved. That's just so going to go. I don't expect it to move the other way now. All of a sudden, he's going to get to the island. He's going to get interviewed by a real MMA reporter, and they're going to call him on his bullshit real quick, and the line's going to drop back down. Excuse me. I think if you want to take Max Holloway, now's the time. Because once you get yeah. those fight interviews, mm -hmm. the weigh-ins and all that, and he looks good, it's gonna the line is going to go. It's only going down, bro. He's not going to get 200. He's not going to get plus 200. We'll see. It's something to keep an eye on. Another thing, too, when Max lost to Volkanovski, he was at the tail end of a four-fight stint over 12 months. You know, Max Holloway fought four times Good in a 12-month window. Talk about him, you know, Talk about after him. getting beat down by Dustin Poirier, you know, it was it was tough. Now Max Holloway has had time to rest, to recover, to train as best as he could, even if it is through Zoom, you know. And I think Max is going to make the adjustments towards that leg kick that he was getting hit on. I, I like Max a lot here with that plus money, bro. I'm glad you said that, Mondo. You just convinced <laughs> me. Because, you know, I'm, I, I can't pick this fight, like, in, in a fair way. Like, I can't really just think about this c completely unbiased because I'm a big Max Holloway fan. I, he's probably my favorite fighter in the UFC. Has been for a while. Um, so I, I can't pick against the guy. I'm not going to. So I'm going with Max Holloway here. I hope he nice. uh, comes in with a better game plan. Uh, than he did last uh, <clears throat> last fight and actually attempt to block some of these uh, kicks or get around them or find a way to neutralize them. Um, and, you know, just 
do you guys count like leg kicks the same as kick as the same as punches? Like, do you think they should have? Oh yeah. The same? Have you seen what an effective leg kick is? Like, like when, kick. bro, but when they give do up they, off those leg kicks. When they when they do what they did to Max Holloway, as far as you can see it, impairing his movement and him switching stances due to his leg. Yeah, you got to count it for sure. You got to score. That was the counter argument. If if someone hits four leg kicks in a round, I agree with you. But when he's chomping at that shit and it's clearly affecting the fight, you got to score it. Yeah, for sure. sure. As as minor as it is and like as petty. And Volkanovski, and not to, and for Volkanovski, he came in with the perfect game plan that yeah. uh, first fight, and he fought mm-hmm. it to a T. And he is the champion; you cannot take that away from him whatsoever. Um, I just think I, I don't think he's been with City Kickboxing. He just he came out and said that he wasn't able to make the trip or wasn't able to train there. He's been training at a local gym uh, where he's from, so maybe that plays a little bit of a. Um, a factor in this fight so yeah give me max but I, i'm not putting much like analysis into it he's just my favorite fighter so he won't, yeah, be, he won't be getting your money uh come fight man me. i don't know depending how my day's going or how my weekend's going and i have some extra change i'm gonna throw it on max holloway at plus 185 baby i'll do that all day yeah because yeah. if he wins this fight he's not gonna be an underdog again when he's defending mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. yeah well um for me you know i got some insider information here Oh, oh, let's go. From, from what I heard, uh, all those Zoom calls were working on leg kicks, so Max is going to be ready. Oh, and uh, <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. Uh, anyway. That's all we... Yeah, because the laptop can't throw leg kicks. Yeah. So anyway, um, man, this is a biased pick for me. The you know the best is blessed. I'm going to go with blessed, baby. That's what it is. I'm pulling for him, man, but I just don't pick with my heart like these guys. I learned my lesson. And I'm going to put money on it this weekend, too. That's that I'm I'm believing in the blessed. So the blessed there is back. Do it. I'm putting my money on there too. I think. Yeah, Let's the blessed there is back. Mano got yep. me hyped. All right. Let's get All it, right. baby. Well, now for the main event. The main oh. event at Welterweight Division, the third title fight of the card. Kamaro the Nigerian Nightmare Usman, 16 and 1 against George Gamebred Masvidal, 35 and 13. The line on this one is Usman minus 280. Uh, Masvidal, the comeback, plus 220. So we know Usman, Kamaro Usman, he won that Black Zillions against ATT. Uh, a tough season. Uh, 11-0 in the UFC, man. He needs one win to tie GSP for the most wins in the welterweight division. So that's what he's looking to do with his second title defense. He has only defended the belt one time. Um, against Kobe. Kobe Covington, where he pretty much ran a clinic, um, showed us that he He broke bro. his jaw and knocked him out. Come on. Clinic, bro, right. they it, was were a, it, was, it was a clinic. All right, let's go on. You're just in Homer, bro. Go on, just break down the fight. Show me the Usman tattoo. I know you have one. Okay. Um... But like we said, uh, Usman, a great wrestler, wrestled in college. We know that's been his uh, way to victory for most of these fights. He's used his wrestling, whether it be pinning a dude up against the cage like he did with Woodley and then taking him down. Um, but what I'm saying against that Colby Covington fight, he definitely showed an improvement in striking. Yeah. Um, as far as being able to drop and finish him, Colby Covington being a pretty durable guy um, and finishing him standing up was a surprise, I think, to most of us. Because we expected yeah. to see who was going to initiate the wrestling first. 
I'm not saying that he can strike with George Masvidal. I clearly think that George Masvidal has the advantage here striking. He's coming in off a knockout win against Till, that flying knee knockout against Askren, and the doctor stoppage against um, Nate yes. Diaz. So in his last three fights, he's shown nothing but that his striking is top-notch. What I will say is none of those opponents are Kamaru Usman's are at Kamaru Usman's level. I love Nate Diaz, but Nate Diaz is very one-dimensional and he doesn't have much power. I hate Ben Askren because Ben Askren's a wrestler and he's just not that good at it. And I mean, Damian Maya was another guy that Damian Maya beat George Masvidal. He was able to backpack George Masvidal for more than a round. I just think yeah. that Kamaru Usman is very well-rounded. He has a very good head on his shoulders, very good fight IQ. I don't think that he's going to fuck around in this fight. I think that he's going to look for the leg, look for the high crotch takedown. I think that he's going to be putting Masvidal on his back uh, for most of the fight and working there. Now every round does start standing up. So Masvidal, I, I think it's going to take a flying knee, bro, uh, to get rid of Kamaru Usman just based on the matchup. I think that Gilbert Burns was a, a way worse matchup for Kamaru Usman than what this Masvidal fight is just based on their strengths and weaknesses, man. I mean, he could just wrestle this guy for five rounds and win a decision, and that's the route that I'm going to take. Usman's been training for a fight. We know Masvidal, the talks fell through, and that's why Burns got the fight about four or five weeks ago. How much has he really trained? He's taking this on seven days' notice. He's trained. He's having, to, he's he's having to ready. 22 he's pounds in ready. six days. I know that's nothing too, too crazy because it's going to be a lot of water weight. But I, I, I don't think that George Masvidal can lose in this situation now. Coming in as a replacement, hey, I came in on six days' notice. Uh, he came out and said he didn't get the um, full amount of money that he wanted, but the UFC got pretty close and that the UFC called him. He didn't call the UFC. So like we said Friday, Gilbert Burns got pulled out because of the corona. UFC called Masvidal. They talked about it. We saw him and Covington saying, hey, we're game, we're game. And obviously, they offered the fight to Covington from what I read and heard. Um, but Masvidal was the one that stepped up. It's He can't lose here, man. What, what, are, what are people going to say? He took the fight on six days' notice and lost. He's a badass. If he wins, he's a hero. He, is, he blows mm -hmm. up the way Diaz blew up against McGregor. You take the fight on this short notice and you win – you got the BMF belt on one shoulder. You got the welterweight belt on the other shoulder. I mean, his stock would be through the roof, bro. And it yeah, would yeah. and it would make a circus in that division as far as who the next fight would be. But I think all that's going to be stalled out. And give me Kamara Usman with a dominant decision win. Yeah, I, I, I like Masvidal. He, he's another one of my, my favorite fighters. I, I've liked watching for a little while, especially on his last little run that he's been on. And you know, Ben hit on all the key points. And, you know, the last point on Masvidal that he hit on uh, that I do agree with is it's a win-win situation for him. You know, he, he got paid and, you know, he's coming in on short notice. So if he does lose, um, you know, it's not going to be that big of a, a big of a hit on him unless he just goes out and gets like uh, starched or dominated or something. Then it might look bad and that BMF belt might not look so good. But, I mean, everything that he's doing up until this point, it's been perfect. He's been playing uh, his cards right. Playing his cards right to the T, knows exactly what he's doing. Um, I don't like myself for what I'm about to say, uh, but I, I have to go with Usman here. I, I have to. Um, I think 
like for what Ben said, I mean, he just the style of fight that he's going to fight presents some problems for Masvidal. I think he does have a, a strong fighter IQ. I think the only chance that he gives a Masvidal is if for some reason he starts off around just saying, hey, let's, let's start throwing or something, which could happen because emotions get in the way of things. But I will say that would be more apt to happen if there was a crowd. There's no crowd, and I think the crowd would play a no very, movie. very, no very movie, big right? factor. No it would movie. play a big factor for Masvidal, huge factor for Masvidal, the crowds there, I think. Um, so that's another reason why I'm going to go against my heart here, even though I want my heart with uh, Holloway. I'm going Kamara Usman here, and I think he's going to dominate. I think he wants to be a champion. He has that championship mindset. I hear it in all of his interviews, even though I don't like him. He, he just has a championship attitude about him, a guy who wants to be the the gold standard and he's going to do what it takes to stay up there so yeah give me Usman hey Roland and real quick like good thing that Masvidal is getting his title shot but do you yes, really think well that he's a that he is championship caliber fighter or is he just not as well rounded as these guys that we speak of as champions the guys that it kind of takes well, I th- I think all don't we all don't we always talk about it though like it, it's a matchup game man i just don't think this is a good matchup for masvidal is just what it comes down to for me i think um if this were maybe against covington i think i might take masvidal because i don't think covington's as strong of a wrestler or whatever as strong of a Usman force is gonna as, be the bigger Usman. guy uh, a bigger guy exactly so it's all matchup based for me um, I, I think Masvidal, depending on the right guy, right circumstance, is a, a championship guy. Um, but it, this is just not a good matchup for him, and on short notice, too. But I will say, I think he was preparing for this fight regardless. Because there had- was a whole negotiation thing. I, I think he's been been in shape. He's been in camp. And he has um, a big-time wrestler from Penn State traveling with him, too. Like Bo Nickel, I believe, is yeah. his name. Something like that. What so do you he, think, Mondo? Yeah. Does Masvidal stuff the takedowns or no? I don't know, man. Y'all made some some really good points on Usman. I mean, he's obviously the the more well well rounded fighter here. Um, does Jorge stuff the takedowns? I don't know. That's gonna be tough, just because Usman's gonna be the bigger fighter, the bigger, stronger fighter. But, but man, if if Masvidal can, because do y'all think Masvidal's the better striker here? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think so. Right. So, so the question just is, does he stuff the takedowns? That's why I asked. Yeah. Because if it's a stand-up fight, it's going to be Masvidal, and it's going to be, I think, Masvidal pretty quick, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Usman is tough, bro, but he is nowhere on the level of Masvidal as striking. We know that yeah. he did leave camps and went and trained with Trevor Whitman, and he did post videos saying uh, iron sharpens iron of him sparring with Justin Gaethje, which I think is a good look for this fight because Gaethje will take you to hell. He'll push you through the deep waters. <laughs> That's a good person and to train think- with for this fight. Yeah, I think if this does go to really deep waters, man, I think Kamaru Usman is a tough guy, but but Masvidal does have the baddest motherfucker belt, and I think that he'll he's a dog. I think he does have he a little is, bro. dog in him than Usman, but yeah. I just expect Usman to control the fight. That's where I'm at. I Dude, want to yeah, see I mean, Masvidal win, man, just because the blow-up will be ridiculous. It'll yeah, be it, would be, it would be I mean, awesome. This is, this is street Jesus we're talking about, bro. This guy came... Came yeah, off like the streets. Came out the backyard. Kimbo Slice, baby. His yeah, hair is Kimbo. You know, crazy. he's come off the streets. And, you know, like Ben alluded to earlier, every round starts on the feet. So because of that and, and because of Jorge's uh, striking, along with the price that, that we're getting, plus 220 on on somebody who can definitely knock out Usman, I'm going to go Masvidal here. I think 
Masvidal is going to concentrate not only on on stuffing Usman's um, uh, takedowns, takedowns. Thank you. Uh, but his his striking is gonna is gonna lead him to victory here. So give me Masvidal probably by decision. Interesting. Justin, where you at? Man, I'm thinking Friday night is going to be a tough night for sleep because I'm be excited <laughs> for these fights, man. <laughs> oh man, are you gonna are you gonna watch the fights? I know you're going on a little trip. I'm gonna find a way. Um, Justin's the king of the li- of the of the, the streams, the links for the streams. Shit, hey, don't put that out in public, man. Yeah, He's gonna man. have yeah. some people looking yeah. at him now. Hey, yeah, this is our plug, not y'all's. Just, this this is tough, bro. You. Because man, I love me some Mazadol, man. Big mm. fan. But in reality, if I'm putting my money and I'm really thinking for the contest, I got to go Usman. The dude is not emotional when he fights. Look at Kobe. He knew what to do with him, and he and he did it. Woodley, the domination there. Um, and I hate saying this because I really want Masvidal, but, man, it's, it's Usman. It's Usman's you, think Mas- you think Masvidal can, can talk Usman into talk? Nah. Into like a he's not emotional. Move. The kid is disciplined. Especially without there being a crowd. Like you could hear yeah. each other talk but so that's clearly. the thing, Mondo. If he just takes him down and holds him down, ain't nobody gonna be booing him. And even if they were, I don't yeah, think yeah, he yeah, cares. Yeah. I exactly. don't think he yeah. care. But the, the dude's too smart, bro. And it's yeah. crazy how they really don't like each other, man. A lot of this yeah. build up. Yeah, like yeah. where did it come from? Damn. Super Bowl, man, when they ran into that's just how Masvidal is, though. That's how he gets into your head. But he's he's shown a lot of respect to Nate even after beating him and like even throughout the buildup with Nate he just really doesn't like this dude. Well, Nate's also treated in his favor and yeah. stuff and, and and said good things about the fight and and so there's that commodity camaraderie or whatever there between Nate and Masvidal. Man, yeah. and I, I hate yeah. myself for not picking Masvidal, but I got to get up in these rankings, bro. Like, Golly, <laughs> it is what it is, man. You took Usman, oh, and I didn't. Did, were we all picking the method of victory? Also, we have to. Yes. Yeah. So I'm fifth. saying so, Usman by decision. Yeah, yeah I got Usman, Usman by, by decision. decision. And I want Masvidal by decision. Masvidal by decision. All right. Well, Mondo, I know that you're a guest picker on today's podcast, but I'm sorry that you're on the other side of us, pal. But we have a <laughs> little consensus parlay. And we're going Rosna Mayunas and Kamara Usman at minus one twelve for the for the podcast. So I know that we didn't and have that's a- not a that's not a bad parlay at all. You know, I can I can definitely get behind that as far as putting my money on it. You know, because um, you might be have my for, support you, on you that. might be rooting for Masvidal, but you understand mm-hmm. that even the decision I think is just going to be based on cardio, bro, and him not having the full camp. I just mm-hmm. don't think that he has five rounds in him to win a decision. Yeah. I think he's going to have to beat Kamaru Usman early or yeah. he's going to get work. And I'm not saying worked as in physically beat up, but as in manhandled based on position. And mm-hmm. Kamaru yeah. Usman's going to have the fight where he wants it. Yeah, so I can definitely see that. That's uh, We're going to go with that. We didn't have mm-hmm. a pick last week, but we look to get back on track this week with that little two-team parlay. Yeah. Hey, real quick, uh, I know we're at the end of this. Just mention the Bet King thing one more time for the listeners to get a part of that because this is a great deal for the listeners. I mean, you're talking about opportunity for free gambling money here. Yeah. yeah. So even even the people normally everybody who tweets us on Twitter or puts it on Facebook, 
for the main event, just make your five picks like you normally do. If you want to be entered for this contest to win that 250 in free play, just put the method of victory for the main event. With putting that, you'll be entered. Like I said, Bet King, friend of the podcast, always listens to the podcast. So uh, they know what's up. And if somebody goes 5-0 and with the method right, boom, 250 in free play to, to mess around with. Sure. So shout out to Bet King for that. We appreciate yeah, you, it. You can turn 250 into a lot of dollars. So, hey, here's your chance, man. It's not saying you get 250 and you go and you win automatically 250. But, no, you can turn that free play money into real money by picking some winners. Yeah. So, hey, real and- quick, after j- just to make it official, I'm going to – backpedal a little bit on my uh, method of victory in Masvidal after talking about it out loud. Let me get uh, Jorge Masvidal TKO in the second round as okay. an official okay, pick. Okay. I like, I that, like that. Yeah. All right. And also a uh, quick shout out to the PVT podcast, right? Shouted us out again. Dude, that uh, was an honor, bro. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Ron, Ron. Ron and Rock and Roll James and Fish and uh, shout out to them. They had a little Fourth of July episode, and Roland was tweeting out uh, golf plays, golf the the mortgage tournament plays over the weekend. Yep. So they got some of the winners up on the board, and like we said, we're going to be more active with that. I know sports are getting back in the swing of things. NBA is right around the corner. MLS is right around the corner. Baseball's about to start, and we got three fight cards in a week. We got a Saturday oh, yeah, card, really. a Wednesday card, and a Saturday card. So we'll be back for picks on those cards too. So yeah, be on the lookout yeah. for that, man. We'll do that for Monday. We'll do the Wednesday and the and the Saturday card. But I mean, shit, if somebody goes five and zero and gets the method right for this card, you get your two fifty to play with those Wednesday and Saturday cards. You know what I mean? So yeah. turn that two fifty into five hundred, sure, man. Something crazy. Make sure to not only make sure to not only make your picks, but put in that method of victory for the main event, whether you think it's going to be decision, TKO, or submission. Yeah. Hey, Mondo, it was good having you on, bro. Any, uh, anything else you want to say? Something you want to yes, plug? Uh, the mic is yours. Uh, <laughs> uh, y'all can find me uh, on Twitter, Instagram, at uh, Dukes15. That's D-U-K-3-S-1-5. You can yeah. find me on both those platforms. Uh, I just want to say thank you all for having me on. Uh, it's an honor and a privilege Since to be you on here with you guys. Down last yeah. time, bro, hey, it was Mondo. hard to get my new arm, hey, man. man I'm, a, I'm a busy man, bro. Thanks, I'm a busy thanks man, for the support, you know? dude. It's appreciated. Nah, but yeah, man, I support y'all, and uh, uh, this is awesome what y'all are doing here. So it was exciting to be on here with you guys. It was it was a privilege and an honor. So thank you, dude. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on, bro. Honestly, every time I see you share, I'm like, damn, Mondo's always repping. Yep, yep, exactly. Always, man. So that wraps up episode 12, uh, Fight Island, right? Yeah. The Fight Island podcast. Fight Island podcast. Like, hey, man, oh, excited, oh. excited for these fights. For sure. I'm heading down to the Valley this weekend. I'll be watching the fights over there. Justin, you're going to be on a little family vacay? I'll be a little bit out of town, but, you know, maybe I might be back. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll be, you know, giving you all a heads up. You better watch down. the fight, Justin. I'm going to watch it. You know Saturday. me. I'm going to find a way. I'll be in the Valley, too, so we'll nice. see. All right. Be fun. Hey, well, that's it for us. Are we talking about sports? Again, we're available on all podcast platforms, Facebook video and YouTube video. Hey, give us a comment. Give us a like. Give us a share. We're always in for the interaction. One of us will answer. So find us there. Hey, and real quick, I know Josh made a little YouTube comment late right before we started. We'll get to that next episode. But, Josh, 
It look, listen, all the top five strikers can't be from La Liga, homie. All right, there's other leagues with more prestigious teams because all right, Lewandowski for you next week. Lewandowski's number, yeah, Josh. We're gonna get into you, we're gonna get into you, Josh, because La Liga is not the only league, brother. Yeah, I supposed to be a franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice, not a game, not a game. Not a game. We talking about. Yes. Not a Smug game. Not a game. Me. Bam, bam. Me, man. Not a game. Slap that place. You scored thirty. We talking about sports. I mean, what are we even talking about, man? We talking about sports here. 